Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and welcome to Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 100, A Really, Really Big Show. Uh, Very appropriate title this week. We've got three gigantically long segments for you, almost three hours of podcasting awesomeness. Uh, We're talking newscast reboot, connectivity memories, even a round of Jeopardy with the RFN crew. Uh, So enjoy the episode. There are only three star members left now. Captain Wesker, Barry, and myself. We don't know where Chris is. What is this place? Not quite your ordinary house, that's for sure. Hey, Wesker. Where's Chris? Jill, no. You don't want to go back out there. But we've got to find... What was that? Chris? No. Jill, go and investigate. I'm going with her. Chris and I go back a long way. Alright, you two go. I'll secure this area. Stay sharp. number 170 uh and today is saturday august 31st although we were recording this beforehand um as we are wont to do and i'm neil ronahan and i am with the usual newscast newscast crew we've got zach miller andy gergen well hello and nathan mustafa hey folks it's been a long week since we last recorded yeah i mean uh it's been a crazy week too. Um, since we last recorded, uh, can't believe they've re- they've released two consoles since our yeah. last episode. It's been a long time. It doesn't feel like it's uh, been that long of a week, but it's been a long week. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, not to get too esoteric, but for those who have uh, been following connectivity for a while, you might know that uh, we started off as newscast. So we're gonna do one of those things for you, and <laughs> we're gonna start off with the news. Because that's, that's kind of what we do. And it kind of worked out that the day before we started recording this, or the morning of, Nintendo released a shit ton of news, including the Nintendo 2DS. Discuss. Of course, they did it the, the, the classic way with a, with a direct video, right? Yeah. Well, right, I mean, right. <laughs> right, they, right, they, right. I mean, they, just, it, they went old school. They, they must have known we were recording this. Certainly, and, this, uh, was a, this was a big like, press conference announcement, right? Something? Anything? But it's because the 2DS is aimed at you know, kids. So why are you going to do direct when your audience isn't that? Like they announced it. I, th- I think it was under the assumption that it was announced at the uh, the GameStop managers conference. That's, that's where why. it was technically announced. Did they reveal it by just popping it out of a toaster? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reggie's on stage, you just hear like a ding, and then he just flips it up, and it's just like, look at it, it's got Hello Kitty emblazoned on the side. So let's uh, let's run this sucker down. We're talking about a a redesigned DS, 3DS, uh, minus the 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 key like minus the title cent- feature, well, the okay. central feature of the, of the 3DS, which is that, that might have been the selling point when it first came out, but. Honestly, is has the 3D been a big point of the system since I, it came out? I'm no. gonna be honest with you. I don't think the 3D has ever been the selling point of the 3DS. Yeah. Well, I think I think no. the novelty was there. When novelty, it first came out, novelty, there certainly. There was that but, kind of wow factor about it. Certainly, um, but I don't know anybody anybody who's even heard about somebody who knew somebody who bought the 3DS because of the 3D display. Yeah. No. So I don't think anybody's missing the 3D display. I think the bigger story here is not the lack of the 3D. It's the completely bizarre tablet style slate design yeah, of the thing uh, it looks it, it, it looks, looks like someone taped it, your your 3d your 3ds it's like open a, a weird wedge of cheese um very thin it is, slice like, it's like of cake wedge, it is like wedge like in design which is kind of just peculiar and it's, i'll be interested to hold I it i think a slate like design is what i think fucking reggie said um then i think it's, it feels a little more solid from what some of the hands-on impressions have said and the buttons and stuff are at the top of the system instead of the bottom, which That's at weird. first when I when I looked at it, it looked ridiculous. But then when they actually had like video and images of people playing it, I kind of get why the buttons are up there. It's just that I'm so accustomed to them being on, you know, near the bottom screen as opposed to the top that it's just weird. I like it. I do too. I'll buy one because yeah, yeah. I, I saw Zach. Your, your I have tweet, no need uh... for it, but it's like when I missed out on the Game Boy Micro. Exactly. I regret yeah. that, and I don't want to regret this. You it's, know, you know why I want to buy it because my stupid 3DS has permanently and like lines, like traced on the screen because of the stupid clamshell design. And well, quite, you still have an OG 3DS, right? Andy? I have my launch 3DS. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I, I would kind of like to get an XL, but I don't want a bigger system. What I want is a better design, standard size system. Mm. And this is not that, but at least it eliminates the stupidest feature they've ever designed, which is a system that damages itself out of the box. Yeah. yeah the XL is beautiful, by the way. No. I have no doubt so that the much. XL is great. If the XL was closer to like 140, 150, and yeah, I had yeah. 140 or 150, I would probably go buy it. Uh, neither of those things are true, so I'm stuck with my <laughs> with my OG. Um, and I don't have a problem with the OG, aside from that stupid screen scratching issue. But yeah. um, I, I do kind of like it. Um, I, I think it looks kind of like a retro futuristic thing. It kind of looks like something you'd see on the original Star Trek show. Um, <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of neat. And I do kind of think it's going to be one of those things where you're so, so few people in our demo are going to buy it that you'll have one. You'll be the only one, you know, who does except for other people on staff, I suppose. I, I can't wait to like uh, bring it to PAX. The same, yeah. way, like, on, same way with 3DS for me. <laughs> How is that thing going to do street pass? Like you can't fit it in your pocket. Well, well, Good I mean, it's, as far as how it works, I mean, it has every other feature of the system, save for the 3D. And is there a sleep button on there? Yes, that's what it is. I don't know if it's a toggle or just a button. I think it's a toggle, like kind of like a hold button. Okay, um, I hope so. Then it'll put it on sleep, and then, you know, you can street pass. And, I mean, I, I'd be curious to see exactly how the size is um, as a 2DS compared to the XL, because I don't think it's that big of a huge difference. Between the, the the XL folded up and the 2DS by itself, I saw comparison pictures. I think the uh, Nintendo of Europe PR posted some, and they have the side by sides. It is a little bigger. Yeah, 
it, a little bigger. Where the XL is barely pocketable, this looks like it won't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... My biggest problem with the 2DS, aside from the name, which really bugs me... The this, name is, is this, super dumb, but what else are you going to call it? There are there are like, other names you could call it. The, the, the 2DS is about as dumb as the Xbox One. They have to abandon the DS moniker at this point. That's holding them back. Well, I think I think after the 3DS, that's kind of the route you'd have to go. But like honestly, other than the 2DS, what would you call the system? 3DS the TS. Slate. TS. <laughs> but then no, with I, the th- if you, if you call it anything with 3DS, then you imply that there are you know three, three dimensions, stereoscopic 3D effect. So you can't really do that. Because then it's, I guess, it, I mean, 2DS, I think it's a really dumb name, but I just don't know what else you would call it. Well, my other problem with it, aside from the name, and I, I agree there maybe that wasn't that many other great options, but I'm not a marketing guy. Someone had to have been able to think of a better name. Um, my yeah. other issue is that I personally think that the 2DS solves a problem that didn't need solving. Like, I don't feel like we have sluggish 3DS sales. Like, I know I know we're going to get it into a lot more, like, kids' hands at the lower price point. I, I get that, but I don't really feel like, especially with Pokemon looming, that the system is any is in any danger of, of selling poorly. But I, uh, I to be honest, Andy, it was either this or they just had to put Pokemon on the iPhone. I mean, they had no choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. See, really? I don't, really I, I don't think it's necessarily like it'll be an Nintendo's exclusive. doing this because the 3DS needs help. I think it's called Nintendo had, you know, they have the options of, okay, can we save the Wii U? completely which i mean we'll get to their salvo for that in north america in a little bit or maybe we can just short the 3ds even more so even if the wii u crashes and dies and no one like yeah we're getting decimated yeah. the xbox one of the that's PS4 probably year, the, the then what makes the, the most 3DS sense yes will jump from being very successful to potentially out of the stratosphere because i'm not i'm not sure of the exact like sales and everything but if you look at the 3ds box i think it has the like the uh you know it like uh, recommended for kids six and up or seven and up, and that's right. something that I think a lot of parents that would be going <clears throat> and buying that probably bought a DS, or I guess the same type of parents that would have bought a DS for their kids, you know, when the DS was the new thing, they're sure. probably hesitant with buying the 3DS. And if they see the 2DS, there's a new Pokemon game, it's a little bit cheaper price point. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna sell even better than it, than it is right now. That makes sense. I I guess part of me is a little annoyed because I have been itching for a better design standard size 3DS for a long time, and instead I keep getting these weird side things like, yeah. okay, well here's it's not a better one, but here's a bigger one which happens to be better, and it's not a better one, but here's a different one which is maybe better in some ways, but probably at least the same in most ways, but cheaper. Uh, what I really want is my DS Lite. I want a 3DS equivalent to the, to the to the DS Lite, which solved mm. almost all of the problems with the original DS. Wait and, till next year. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> how many freaking years in a row can they release an iteration without it being the iteration that I want? I feel like I'm losing it. Bingo here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you look at it, they've released <clears throat> a new iteration of a DS every year. I guess a new iteration of a handheld every year since 2004. Yeah, Damn. fair enough. I, the, the way I look at it break, is, thank God I don't actually need or want this it's not like a dsi where i i see it and i had just bought a light and it's like oh i kind of want the the shop but i don't want it enough to shell out for a whole new system this doesn't do yeah. that to us at least yeah. see like the the design of this actually reminds me a lot of the wii mini and so i'm really glad they didn't strip uh, wi-fi out of this yeah that's oh, what i was yeah. worried about when i saw the first image 
I think that yeah, it, I think the design bands. borrows a lot from the Wii Mini school of design. Yeah. It kind of looks it has that same sort of asymmetrical um um black and red or I guess this thing is white and red, isn't it? Um, um Well, there's also a uh uh but a black and blue black and, and blue one. Europe has I think a white and blue or It's it's, it's a matte finish and not a gloss finish, correct? Yeah. See, I think that's also a, a big selling is, point too. Is there going to be a black and yellow version? Ah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's, it's it's interesting. It certainly wasn't what I would have expected. Um, I I just it just seems like such a weird move. The only the only thing I can think think of that makes it make sense is they want to make sure that the 3ds is successful enough to weather the storm that is the Wii U. Yeah, and yep. I guess that's a good opportunity to move on to. The other kind of big bomb that was dropped today, we knew about this Wind Waker HD bundle. Uh, it's been kind of like teased and rumored. There was even a trailer that went out that basically just fucking showed it and then Nintendo pulled the trailer. Um, but now we know for sure there's a Wind Waker HD Wii U bundle coming out on September 20th. It will come with a download version of Wind Waker HD. It will also include a digital version of the Hyrule Historia. And it will be uh, $50 cheaper than the Wii U Deluxe. And um, well, that's be because the Wii U Deluxe is being cut by fifty dollars. Yes, yes. Um, and then the Wii U Basic is still hanging around there. I think the report was that uh, it's it's basically going to be slowly phased out. Uh, I called that, it. Know, some <laughs> store some stores still have stock of the Basic, and they'll probably be discounted to like two fifty. I mean, not not officially until they run out of stock. I think they'll be. They'll have to probably be discounted further than that before they run out of stock. Yeah. No one, no one's going to buy the basic even at two fifty, if the deluxe yeah. is three hundred. Um, there's a reason the basic didn't sell well in the first place, and that's that. The kind of people yeah. who are buying a console right now are probably not going to intentionally buy the cheaper version, especially with the uh, the, the 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 digital deluxe platform and the extra memory. Yeah. It, 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 my guess is it'll probably be like discounted at fifty with a fifty dollar gift card when you buy. Before that <laughs> thing is actually out of circulation. Well, I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, I, I think it'll probably start off. They'll they'll probably keep it at three hundred and then slowly go down until. So I guess if you want to get a basic Wii U for some reason, keep an eye on your target end dials. When um, show up. when is the price drop effective? Immediately uh, September twentieth. Okay, so, so basically they're essentially just being like, "Hey guys, for three weeks, fuck it." <laughs> No one's going to buy a Wii U for three weeks. Yeah. We probably won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, Wind Waker bundle looks cool, though. I like the look of the gamepad. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, the one thing about it is that the gamepad has that kind of like the, the Hyrule finish on it that like the, the Ocarina of Time 3D 3DS has. I wish it was a gold gamepad. I think that would look cooler. Yeah. I think the gold gamepad oh, that would, would be awesome. salivating a lot more than this. Because yeah. now I look at this and I'm like... Oh, it's cool, but like I already have a Wii U. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a, but, I'm I mean, actually really like, excited about, about Wind Waker HD, and I'm super excited that they're going to release the digital version ahead of time. Yeah, two um, weeks earlier, and not on Friday. Nintendo has a lot of Friday release dates this year. I'm definitely planning on getting the uh, the download version of it, especially because it launches early, and because by the time it comes out, I'm effectively going to be using the Wii U as a gamepad only machine for probably a few months because <laughs> I'll be staying with family for a while. And uh, I'm not going to be hooking up my game system to a TV, most likely. So I'll have the Wii yeah. U kind of plugged in in the bedroom, and I'll probably just play games that are gamepad only for at least, probably at least until November or December. Yeah. Um, is uh, Zach and Nathan, are you guys going to get Wind Waker HD? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally on board. I fucking love that game. Mm, no. <laughs> Do it, no? Is it, is it the, is it the price game. that turns you off, or is it the game? It's price. Okay. Oh, I love we, the we game. We found out the price is $50. <gasps> Yeah, which we kind of knew, it's but didn't know 100% for sure. It's kind of high. Yeah. I I don't know. There are very few games that I would pay for that for, but most of them have the word Zelda in the title, so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. I, I What I, I'd also love to see now is a uh, Mario Sunshine re-release, because I love that game. That would be really cool. Would be I nice. would totally play that. I never, I never gave Sunshine a, a completely fair shake. I played a bunch of it, but I never owned it. I just borrowed it from a friend for a couple weeks. There's some I cool think, stuff in that game. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as this whole price drop, do you guys think it'll make a shit of difference this this holiday season? Not. Really. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I don't think it's enough. Um, yeah, exactly. I think they kind of needed to get it down to two fifty, and I know that may seem crazy considering they're still selling it at a loss at three fifty. Um, I think they needed to drop the bundle with Nintendo Land because I think that's already proven to be a failure. Um, yeah. I think they need to either find a different game to include or drop the pack entirely and drop the price to two fifty. I, I, I mean, feel like 300 is just it's still too close to PS4. It's it's not it's not the jump that they that they would that they would get for for 250. They need this thing to start selling quickly and I I think they'll definitely get a bump at 300, but it's it's probably not the bump they're they're, they're hoping for. I think it's a bump that will make this holiday season not complete garbage, but I think it's a bump that I mean, they basically need to come out the gate at the beginning of 2014 with guns blazing, or else that bump won't mean shit. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm also a little, little afraid they're, they're so determined to get their big guns out for holiday 2013 that 2014 is going to be a, all this all over again. It's going to be, well, we got Mario out, we got Zelda out. Yeah, um, I'll be like, why are you guys complaining? Well, but then, then there'll be nothing until like until like March 25. Like, right now, do we know of any... Well, I guess we know uh, Mario, Mario, Kart. Mario Kart. Mario Kart will be, um, be a big Mario one. Kart we coming out you, a year too late. We Fit You, not to get ahead of ourselves, but that was mentioned in the press release, and I think that We Fit You might be December, <clears throat> but probably not. Yeah. It's weird because We Fit You has a release date in Japan. It's coming out on Halloween in Japan. Uh, I believe in Europe it's set for 2014, but North America still isn't putting the cork in a 2013 possibility yet. So I feel like uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, and Zelda in the last like three months of the year kind of have that same 2002 GameCube vibe of Zelda, Mario, and Metroid. But unfortunately, yeah. all three of those games were wildly original, and the three games we're getting now And aren't. hadn't come out in a while. And yeah. hadn't come out in a while, and these three games aren't. Wind Waker is a straight-up remake. Donkey Kong looks very similar to the game we just got a couple years ago. <laughs> and you know Mario is the most original of the three, but it still aesthetically looks very similar to the Mario game we got a couple years ago as well. So. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where I'm I'm super excited for all the like pretty much Nintendo's entire lineup. I'm excited for some a lot more than others, but it, it's not the kind of lineup that you know someone other than than me slash us who you know we generally all really like Nintendo shit. It's not going to like bring new people to the fold. No, I, I'm afraid that this that they have great games coming to the system, but they're not the kind of games that will sell systems. They yeah. will sell to people who own systems. I don't think they're system sellers, and that makes me However, worried. However, I do have two, uh, both Carl and uh, Lindemann said that they're, uh, well, I think Carl is basically like locked and loaded for getting uh, the Wind, Wind Waker. Wind yeah. And I think Lindemann's, it prop, I have a feeling he'll he'll break on it because that's what he does. But he, he made a <laughs> comment about how he's like, I don't know, it does look good. 
I think that that, that that may be true, but keep in mind that both Carl and Lindemann at least like Nintendo enough at one point to write yeah. for or run the site. Like, yeah. they're still, like, the next layer out from us, and then there's a whole other group of people who maybe haven't bought a system since N64 or GameCube who need a lot more convincing. Then again, Lindemann's getting an Xbox One at launch, so maybe his opinion is something <clears throat> we should totally value. He's looking for that uh, Killer Instinct free-to-play game. Yeah, I think that's why he's buying the system. Oh, yeah. You know, on, on this release date list, I mean, I'm sad to say that Wind Waker and Pokemon are the most exciting things on here for me. Yeah, well, um, let's, let's run down the, the release list quickly before we before we dive into talking about it. Um, so Wind Waker is 9.20 and 10.4 uh, for the physical release. October 12th is when we'll get Pokemon X and Y. Also, that's when the 2DS comes out. On October 25th, we've got Wii Party U, which... Uh, I know some people might might make fun of, but that game does look pretty fun if you have people to play it with. And then we have a month break, basically Nintendo saying, hey, Microsoft, Sony, release your new consoles. We'll, we'll show up again when you're done. So kind of E3. Um, and then on November 22nd, we'll have Super Mario 3D World on Wii U and Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds and Mario Party Island Tour on 3DS. And then the last Nintendo release, uh, at least that we know of for the year, is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on December 6th. And then, as we just talked about, We Fit You, who knows? So, yeah. So, Zach, you were saying about Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon looks uh, great, and uh, I'm a Pokemon addict anyway, so I will be buying it. But, hey, it's 3D now, and there's a new type, and there's other kinds of battles, so... They might actually be doing something with the franchise. Yeah, like I feel, I feel bad with Pokemon. And <clears throat> I know I will be there day one when it comes out. But I was at that, uh, like they had the big roundtable at E3 where they had, you know, like the fucking creator of Pokemon, director of the game, etc. Talking about the game and I almost fell the fuck asleep. Nice. Um, because it's just like, you know, I like Pokemon in a certain way. I don't really like Pokemon in the, the minutiae. Like, just give me some new creatures put me on a new adventure. I like the graphics. They look they look really nice, but I think it's just going to be the same old Pokemon just with like a shiny shiny new hat. That's I'm my sure worry it too. Will be. That's my worry. And you know, I wish they would spice up the the battle arenas. They they managed to translate the really bland 2D oh. thing into 3D, but that's not what I want. But hey, there's horde battles. I don't care. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, for for those who are listening and have Pokemon Black and White or Black and White 2, uh, run out to GameStop and download your shiny, I think it's Giratina this month. Cool. I don't know. I just feel like that in this year, the year of Luigi, we can expect more from Nintendo. I, I want yeah. I want better better Pokemon. Yeah, we're, we've pretty much got like a two-month gap with no games with Luigi in it. <laughs> I'm what fine with that. That was a gimmick in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got we got Luigi's Mansion. Uh, let's do some DLC for. Okay, we can put Luigi in the DLC. Do we have anything else? Oh, we got a bunch of games of Mario. Uh, just make Luigi more front and center. And we got a year. We should yeah. just put a. They should release a DLC patch where you play as Luigi and uh, Wind Waker, and you have to clear every dungeon in, in a minute. Nice. <laughs> I would I would totally play that. <laughs> he'll he'll be a trainer kind of option in Pokemon. The final boss will be Nabbit. Like, <laughs> if you could just play through Wind Waker HD just as Luigi. That'd be kind I of take weird. It. God damn, I, that would have been great for the year of Luigi. I'd do that for like two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 
once you hear him go like yahoo then it's just like now nah, fuck it go back <laughs> yeah um so what other games are people excited about on this list i know i'm stoked for link between worlds i don't know about that game i mean i just don't know i mean granted the only that like i, I played the uh the demo that they had at e3 a couple times and i just really really enjoyed it and i played that demo coming off of just be just almost getting to the end of oracle of seasons and it just reminded me a lot of how those games played and you know it's nice to see a good 2d zelda game that doesn't rely heavily on touch controls yeah, and that's true i i think there is a little reason to worry about link between worlds but from what i've seen and what i've played um i'm just really excited to to see what I'm, this game is because in all honesty a lot of the other nintendo releases for this year they're all known commodities i mean wind waker that is very much a known commodity uh pokemon once again it's the kind of thing where we worry it'll just be the same old shit we're probably right 3d world and donkey kong are both like very similar riffs on games we that came out within the past two or three years yeah. my, my, my uh, main point of concern with link between worlds is that um zelda has changed pretty dramatically between 1992 and 2013 and it's not just graphical style and it's not even just like level design it's sort of in the way that the game holds your hand and walks you through everything and like yeah. talks to you incessantly for 10 minutes at a time uh, like in, in lengthy tutorials and i'm very curious to see if that's going to be the case with the link between worlds or if it'll feel more like link to the past where it just <coughs> threw you into the action and just explained it to you slowly as you went um, I'm quite frankly, I'm getting really, really burned out on games from Nintendo that have really wordy tutorials and right. lots of dialogue and unskippable uh, cutscenes with mostly dialogue. Stop playing Skyward Sword. So Pikmin yeah. Three. <laughs> Pikmin Three is has that problem as well. I love the writing in the Pikmin games. I find it really charming. I do charming. think it is really, it is, um, it is really fun. But it's why but... I stopped playing Mario and Luigi Superstar. It's why I never finished a Paper Mario game. Um, sorry, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Um, I never finished that because of that. I never finished Paper Mario game because they're just too damn wordy, and I literally fall asleep every time I try to play any of those games. No, no, no I, I, I'm curious about Link Between Worlds. I'm definitely going to buy it. There's no, there's no chance I'm not going to pick it up, but I'm not, I'm not sold that I'm going to love it yet. I, th I think I probably will like it. I'm not sold that I'm going to love it. Yeah. Is it, is it weird that? Um, I was excited when I found out that it was originally a uh, Link to the Past remake, and then I was hoping they just kept it that way. <laughs> See, that just part of that the game's problem, the though. shit. I know I am. I have it on Game Boy Advance and Super Nintendo and Virtual I want them console. to put Link Between Past on Virtual Console and then give us a new game with new graphics. That's what I want. I want Link yeah. to the Past on my 3DS a lot, but I don't want it to be yeah. the remake. I want their new development efforts to go towards new games. Um, quite frankly, it feels like we've gotten way, 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 way too many remakes and re-releases in the past few years. A lot. Uh, I, th I think yeah. it's it's slated heavily. It's it's heavier than 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 average. It's it's starting to happen a lot more often. Well, and even the ones that aren't uh, basically are. Yeah. Take yeah. whatever Mario Kart's going to be. I don't care how windy the tracks are. And it's. And Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is going to yeah, be Donkey really... Kong. I mean, it, it's going to be new levels, but, I mean, it's going to be the new Super Mario that. Brothers effect. It's, it's yeah, new Super Mario Brothers U all over again. Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, got I'm, Dixie. I guess it has Dixie in it. the barrels, and it curves around things. Oh, I'm, I'm moderately excited about most of these games. 
but I'm not crazy excited about any particular one of them. I think I'm, I'm Mario pretty maybe. damn excited for Link Between Worlds. I think it's mostly because 3D World it's not probably. Commodity. 3D World's probably my most anticipated game only because of how much I liked 3D Land, and that even yeah. still has a little bit of disappointment for me just because it, it's not it's not something new. Like Galaxy has this like place in my in my heart because it was, it felt very much like a new thing um and this doesn't it feels like an another helping of something that i already like and that's fine but it doesn't it doesn't have that same sense of discovery that you get uh with something like galaxy or wind waker the original for that matter but here's the thing andy <clears throat> with the power of the wii u uh we can show donkey kong and diddy blasting out of barrels really close with hair <laughs> with hair do you think the game will have it's, bananas? I hope it'll have bananas. I hope they can fit those into there somewhere. They'll be yeah. multicolored bananas, thanks guys, to the power of the Wii U. Kitty Kong might be playable. <clears throat> oh man, I, I hope I can unlock the DK wrap somewhere. I never mentioned I really don't like Mikey Donkey Kong, Kong that much. Will not be a part of this game. He's well, a travesty. I really don't like Donkey Kong that much, guys. I gave Donkey Kong Returns uh, like a really good score because it was a great game. But, like I think back, I never played any of the DKC games all the way through. DK sixty four, I never really had. I don't have, like, a fondness for the arcade game. I, quite frankly, I'm not that big of a Donkey Kong fan. The new one, I mean, Return, it looks fine. Returns is fantastic, though. Returns is fantastic, but... Yeah, yeah I don't really have an I affinity like for I that franchise. I feel like I think it's fantastic if I had it on 3DS. This control yeah, is I, on 3DS, though, too. I remember I read your review, Neil, about how, like, they put too much on the shoulder buttons, and I tried it out in the demo unit in the store, and I felt the same thing. Yeah. Like they don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I think the 3DS port is very serviceable, but it's definitely the Wii version is the better version of that game. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, even with the shaking to roll. That's surprising, yeah, because I stopped playing when I got to one of the bat levels uh, where the bats were chasing you, and I was not up for shaking and and dodging the bats. I just yeah. quit. I wonder though, because I was reviewing the game and I had to finish it in like five days. Um, I wonder if just the fact that stopping playing was not an option allowed me to maybe hold the game a little bit in higher regard simply because I had to I had to see more of the game. If I had been given the option to quit when it got frustrating, I may never have liked the game as much as I ended up liking it. Hmm. Hmm. Who knows? All right, so uh, I guess shall we move on to what you've been playing? Sounds good. No. All right, so... Well, all right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I guess we're done. Thanks, Andy. I have more to say about We Fit You. Really? No. I mean, I I think I'll probably get Wii Fit U. I just have no idea what it's going to come out. I never had Wii, the original <laughs> Wii Fit. I think if I could find a like balance board for like like five dollars at a used game store, I might. They're up on Craigslist all the time. Yeah, but people still want like forty or fifty bucks for them, and I'm not paying forty yeah. or fifty bucks for it. And what's that yeah. sticky stuff on the side of it? <laughs> it's, it's Craigslist semen. juice. That's what, <laughs> that's what I said. Craigslist juice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, so so Nathan, you have been playing Spelunky on Vita. How fucking awesome is that game? Remember how awesome it was on the Xbox 360? Yeah. It's it's that awesome. It's exactly right, the same. Cool. Yeah, right, I well, played it's... the demo of Spelunky today on PS3 for the very first time. I'd never played it on Xbox before. And, oh, wow. Um, I didn't play for very long, but I did think it looked looked like it'd probably be pretty fun if I ever yeah, decided, a... decided to put time into it. I'm still debating as to whether or not I want to get it on Vita, um, because I just think it'll be a fantastic portable game. It is. I know nothing yeah, I, about Spelunky. I I've only had the game for 
well, I had the 360 version since it launched, but it, the game released yesterday, and I probably put about three or four hours into it since. Um, Zach, did, really you play, uh, did you ever play Llama Luna on WiiWare? It was like the last WiiWare release of Note. No. It has that it's, look, but the games of... are not that similar. Oh, well, I haven't played that much of either, but it does have the same look. It's a 2D yeah. exploration game. I think Spelunky is more challenge-based because the levels are all randomized, and Llama Luna is more exploration-based. Um, La Lana, from what I understand, is a continuous adventure, whereas Spelunky is a is more akin to a platforming roguelike. Yeah. Uh, in which, nope. you, uh, Zach, 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 no, Zach, no, don't go with that negative connotation because it actually works super, super well in this game. It works really well, and the and the the thing that separates it from a normal what a roguelike, where okay, I die and I got to go back to just killing, uh, you know. Super Wars. low level kobolds and running around looking for a belt. Um, Spelunky kind of picks up right from right from the get go, and the platforming itself is really fun. It, I, I would say that if it wasn't fun to jump around and, and if the physics were off, like say if it played as badly as Little Big Planet, yeah. uh, I wouldn't like it. But I really like this game. It's fun to jump around the levels, and you're kind of going uh, not screen one room by room by room. Uh, to reach the end of the dungeon and each room you, you have certain challenges like picking up a damsel and you can have the damsel be a, a lady or I usually set to be the dog. Um, you got to get them to the end of the level so it's hard to dodge enemies while you're holding them. Um, sometimes ghosts come on and chase you. There are a lot of enemies. You got to find little idols. There's uh, a bunch of hidden levels nestled in each of the levels. Too. Yeah, you can you can sacrifice things to Kali and an altar. Uh, and you will get stuff. It's really cool. And th there are shopkeepers, just like a normal roguelike. And you can steal shit from the shopkeepers. And, and they, they go ballistic and chase you with a shotgun. Um, yeah, I, I don't. It's it's it plays exactly the same as it did on the 360. But that's great for me because I can just pause it, put it in my pocket. I don't have to worry about because you know it's one of those games where y you have one life, and when you die, that's it. You restart the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so just being able to pause it and kind of carry it with me helps a lot. Yeah, I hate you. I think I'm going to buy this after we finish recording. Do you, if, if, you have a, if you have PlayStation Plus, it is cheaper. Yes, that, that was also part of my reasoning for why, why I'm probably going to get it this week. Yeah. As opposed to waiting because I think it's like $3 off or something. Yeah, like it's like $11.99 or something. It's yeah. it's totally worth the $15 asking price if you don't have Plus. Um Especially if you don't own the other versions. One thing that is a downer for this version, though, is that it doesn't feature the daily challenge mode uh, that yeah, the Steam that version. Yeah, I heard the Steam version. Oh, they they put it on PS3. I believe so, but because um, I was talking to mm. someone else who uh, I think was playing it on Steam and then looked into the PS3, um, and basically the because the PS3 and the Vita version are cross by. They are. I think the, the logic is that so that way like you can only play it once and you can only play it on PS3, I think. Do not lie to me, Neil. If, I, I if you lying. are lying. I will, I will I, if, if this is not true, let me know and I will yell at the person who told me on Twitter. Okay, and cool. Then, and CC you so that way you know who it was. <laughs> I'm actually going to do that. <laughs> I am definitely uh, going to pick up Spelunky on Vita and PS3 in a few months when it is free on Plus. 
Yeah. Oh. No, it's it's worth it's worthwhile. Well, if you didn't don't, care for the demo, though, then you know I didn't play the demo long the enough to, to, judge. to decide. Uh, right now, I'm sort of in a I'm not buying anything mode. Like SteamWorld yeah, Dig was an a exception. Moving a couple states away mode. Yeah, so I'm I'm sense. in sort of I'm in sort of don't buy anything right now mode. Uh, if I had a Vita, I actually probably would pick it up because I'm going to be kind of a handheld only gamer here for a few while for a few months. Um, but as I don't have a Vita yet, uh, I'm not going to buy it on PS3. And uh, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm going to wait on it. Um, I will I, say that it really shines in co-op. Uh, the single player mode is fun. Um, you have to be really patient. But in, in co-op, if as long as you're not caring about how well you're doing, it's it's really fun to play because, yeah, you know. I've played four player in, in co-op and it's awesome. Wow, yeah, I've only ever played two. Yeah, it, it usually involves with like, you know, two people then killing each other and one person pissing another person off. But, I mean, I, I feel like I never really progressed that far in co-op, but it was just a lot of fun. Well, right, uh... So, yeah, let's let's move on to Andy talking about a, a Nintendo game that is uh, SteamWorld Dig. Yes, totally. Um, Another new, one I know nothing about. New eShop game. It kind of shares a little bit of... At least nothing else aesthetic with with a game like Spelunky, and a little bit of the design too, because there's a little bit of random element to the level design in both uh, Spelunky and SteamWorld Dig. I think a lot more in Spelunky, honestly. But SteamWorld Dig is a um, it's sort of a um, platformer exploration game with a little bit of Minecraft thrown in there and a little bit of Metroid thrown in there. Um, mm. the, the the gameplay is like you are you are in a a a mine shaft and you are kind of digging downward to explore. Um, and it's, it's sort of like Minecraft in that there are occasional like empty pockets of, of earth where you can find like monsters or treasure. Uh, and there's different types of, of um, soil and it gets harder to dig as you get, as you get deeper and deeper. But the crux of the game is you're going to go down, you're going to mine uh, for minerals. You're going to go back to the surface. You're going to sell the minerals to get money to upgrade your stuff. So you can go further down. Um, you have a light meter, um, which refills whenever you're on the surface, um, and so basically, as you're under, as you're underground, the the light will get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until you can't see anything. In which case, you have to go back up. Um, but a lot of the game is just sort of getting going downward to get stuff, so you can go back up to sell, so you can go further down. And then there are actual like pre-constructed dungeons underneath that you have to get to. Uh, they give you upgrades like the ability to jump higher, um, steam-powered weapons, so you have to find water to power your steam-powered weapons. And the whole thing is wrapped in sort of a, 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 a steampunk-style story. You're actually playing as a robot. Um, and that's really cool. It's It's got a really great aesthetic to it. It's um, all The whole thing is hand-drawn 2D sprites. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I... I it took me a little bit of time to kind of understand exactly what the game had going on for it, aside from just digging, collecting, selling, and then going back to digging. I think once I started to get more of the unlockables uh, and the power-ups, I started to get a better feel for um, the bigger picture of the game and and why I wanted to find more of the unlockables. And I'm, I haven't really thought... I don't know that the story is really that interesting yet, um, but I definitely think it has the potential to get get interesting, and I'm just kind of liking exploring it. It totally has that that Minecraft hook of 
I wonder what I'm going to find around this bend, and I wonder what it looks like if I dig straight down, and how far can I dig straight down? And well, now I've hit a spot where I can't dig anymore, so I kind of have to go over to the left and see what's over there. Um, I, I always liked that, that about Minecraft, how it always kind of feels like there's this big, huge world, and you're just kind of seeing a little portion of it, but that portion feels like a genuine and surprising discovery. You know, Andy, um, I, this, I don't think it's a spoiler to ask you this. I, I'm stuck. Uh, so I'm just going to use you. Okay. I, I'm in this room, okay, and the, the and this is why I've become frustrated with the game. There's a red little uh, pinging circle telling me yeah. to go the, to a room labeled with the Roman numeral 2. And okay. I, I run into the room. There are a bunch of torches. I run over to the left. There are some uh, sand blocks or whatever that disintegrate when you stand on them. And there's a ledge above them that which I cannot jump to. And I can't place ladders in the room for whatever reason. And I have no concept of how to get up there. Do I need to search for another upgrade? In I order? think so. Have you tried okay. running? Have you tried using the speed run and get a little more air on your jump? I'm sorry, the speed run? If you hold the, the, you get the Y... Roman numeral one. There's a, you hold the Y button and you can run faster, kind of like in Metroid. Um, oh, and then you can get a little more God. air under your jump. Try try that. Because I know there's a spot where those those blocks disappear as you walk over them. And it sort of feels like one of those parts in, in Metroid where it's sort of encouraging you to move quickly. Uh, I think... That's what it looks like, yeah. I think it might it might be one of those where you just have to get a little bit of air under your under your jump to get to the the ledge you're talking about. Um, the other the other thing that it might be is you may have to find the next upgrade, which I'm almost positive is. I think it's like a double jump. Not a double jump. It's a steam it? powered jump. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, like you jump. you hold down and B to charge, and then you get like a super jump, kind of like in Mario Two. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just it's telling me to go there, and it's like, well, I, I can't. Yeah, so, it, okay, it's, it's probably the it's probably the running jump, honestly, because it wouldn't tell you to go there if you didn't have the power up to proceed to that level yet. I I bet you it is a running jump, and this is why I should not start playing games at five thirty in the morning. But such is yeah. my commute. That's when I started playing. Except yeah. for, uh, Well, not not that not that I guess not that late, not that early, but I was I was I was kind of drunk, and it was like one thirty in the morning on a weekend, and I started playing it. Just uh, just got over the ledge. It was the dash. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played through this game uh, last week, and I really like the like the kind of like the dungeon rooms. I thought those are really cool, but I didn't really enjoy a lot of the exploration because a lot of it I felt like I was just like, you know, uh, dig, 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 dig. Okay, got some jewels. Dig, 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 dig. Got more jewels. Got more. Okay, uh, throw down a teleporter. Go back to the surface. Cash it in. Upgrade some shit. Go back down. Dig, 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 dig. Get some jewels. I find that grind fun. I don't know, like it, it, it feels very much like Minecraft, and and maybe you're not, maybe you're not the kind of player who would enjoy Minecraft either. But of course, and I haven't played it in a long time, but I spent a lot of hours digging in Minecraft, and yeah. this this felt like that to me. And maybe if I hadn't had that really positive Minecraft experience ahead of this, I might not have that positive association with digging, but I do now. And it just it just reminded me of that. It reminded me of the sort of the downward exploration and the surprising um things you find when you get like an open cavern or trying to figure out exactly how to get to a um a mineral that's kind of out of your reach uh i like that kind of stuff i i'm having I, a yeah, good time I, with it i really enjoy that part of the game and now that i have acquired the steam jump it's uh <laughs> <laughs> 
you also let me know what you think of the game later on then nathan um i i'm probably i'm thinking i'm, I'm probably close to about halfway through it are you in like the third area or the second one i'm i'm at the very end of the second area okay well i mean there there are three areas so, so i'm about two-thirds of the way through the game yeah yeah it's a lot of fun i it's only nine dollars on the eShop. i think it's um totally worth nine dollars it's probably about a six to eight hour game yeah um, i think i spent about six hours on it yeah i think it's i think it's uh a, one of those rare eShop games that quite frankly probably could have been a retail release for for 20 or 30 or maybe even maybe not 40 but it could have been it could have been yeah, a 30 dollars retail game, a game and... that people would have bought and been like what the fuck it's only five hours yeah but it's, it's, it's i, I think people I think it's just kind of cool because no one saw this game coming. I don't think. I remember when Steam World Tower Defense came out. We probably talked about it on newscast. It was um, pretty good. I remember it getting a little bit, a little bit of positive buzz. And I don't know if anybody <laughs> listened to the interview with uh, the uh, lead developer at um, Image and Form. Image and Form, which was on Connectivity right. like three or four weeks ago. I listened to it after I started playing the game, and uh, it's just kind of interesting to hear sort of the thought process behind the game and sort of how they had to. After they had kind of the foundation of the game, they had to kind of stop moving forward and figure out what made the game fun, or they didn't have a product on their hands and they knew it. And it was it's sort of an interesting take on on game development. But yeah, uh, I would I would hardly hardly re- recommend it. I know they talked about it on RFN just last week, and it's got it's kind of gotten that that Twitter buzz that some games get from time to time. So. Um, yeah. I'm certainly, I'm sure most of the people listening to this have already been told to get this game by someone else. So just put my name on the Google doc that you keep of people who told you to buy steam world dig. At least nobody's talking about animal crossing. <laughs> Good Lord. Is that oh an option? My. Can we talk about that? No, I <laughs> burned out the hard on that game. On animal I, crossing. I, I played animal crossing every day for about a month and a half and then just went cold Turkey. Yeah. My life has been pretty good. It's like, I it's, stopped yeah. playing once I figured out the, or once I read about the Island trick and I implemented yeah. it and it's like, Oh my glitch. God, I've just killed animal crossing. Do you mean the, the, the glitch or just the, the trick? Uh, to get no, money just, fast? just, just farming beetles. Okay. Yeah. Is that's there about, a glitch? That's, there is a glitch, do I, apparently. Do I where need to you go can... back to the island? No, you probably don't. And it's not actually, not actually an island glitch. It's a multiplayer glitch where you can... Oh, yeah. So if someone someone leaves an item in your town, which can be a bag of money, and then they leave, and then they turn off the Wi-Fi halfway during the saving process... Oh, and they then need it, to keep it. it? It duplicates the item on both towns. Okay. Uh, like the old I, Pokemon trick. Right. Sure. <clears throat> I don't know about that, but yeah. <clears throat> Um, I yeah I also one one day it, it dawned on me that I had no more interest in Animal Crossing despite loving the game and giving it a very positive review which I'll stand by like yeah, one day I'm sure you dumped a lot of time into it anyway over over a hundred hours into that game wow I, I put a lot of time I mean and some of it was just having the system on waiting for visitors to come yeah, by but probably I'm... no more than half of it which means at least fifty hours yeah I think I'm sitting around fifty plus maybe even close to sixty I don't know I hate you guys. Um, well, Zach, so you don't hate us that much. Uh, Project Cross Zone? Yeah, Project Cross Zone. I was going to talk about that, but they talk about it on RFN a lot, so. All right, so. Uh, yeah, don't talk about Zach? it then, Zach. That's, please. I won't. Look, we don't um, need any overlap here on our podcasts. That's... And I've talked, I've, I've actually talked about it with Scott before on the show. <laughs> um, it's very fun. And we're going to talk about Guacamelee. Because uh, this is, this is basically turning into the Vita show. Hogwire Javier. I, I, I take it you have been playing it on Vita, Zach. Uh, actually, I bought it on PS3 so I could get it on cross-buy. 
Okay, well, I think if you bought it on Vita, and, you'd still And get now it I bought it, and, and I've been playing it mostly on Vita. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Because that's a really good system to play it on. It is. Zach, how did you how did you feel about that Jaguar Javier fight? Oh, that's a, such a bitch. It I was rough. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Oh, it was my rough. My least favorite part of that game. I really I just, dug I just beat Flameface last night. Okay, okay. So you're pretty early still. I put, yeah, pretty that, early? I put maybe two and a half hours into this game, and I, I liked it. But I kind of felt like the art style was so distinctive that all the areas kind of looked the same, which made exploring a little bit tricky mm-hmm. for me. I didn't oh, get wow. that. They have a good map. I think it's all very distinct. Yeah, maybe I need yeah. to go back to it. I, I, I basically sat down and played like three hours straight, and then I never went back to it. Well, maybe I need, no, maybe the, I need to go back to it. I, I got to, I, I got to like great, the first the big, I got to like the first big town that's not your hometown. And there was a whole bunch of side quests, and I kind of was like, oh my god, I have a lot to do here. I, I, got, I kind of got overwhelmed, and then I was like, well, I'll come back to this later, and never did. Yeah, I th- I think One thing I really like... Quests. Now that I think about it, I think I think I left out of the town before I was supposed to, because I, I left the town and got massacred by the first enemy that I came across. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jaguar fight's rough, but one thing it makes you do is it makes you learn uh, his routines. And it's not just routines, because he'll, he'll do... A, a bunch Animation. of different things in different sequences. Yeah, you got to yeah. learn all of that, and you have to learn yeah. it well. And yep. a game hasn't really, really challenged me like that in a while, or at least not this kind of game. I know yeah. stuff like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. That you know, that's yeah. probably the case, but I don't play those. So I, I really enjoyed that. It was rough, but wow, it was, it was really uh, satisfying to beat it. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, especially because it's like the second to last boss. Um, it is something that I, I I look to, and it's that point in the game where I'm just like, oh fucking a. But it took me a while, but I stuck I stuck with it because it was a very enjoyable fight. It was just challenging. It's yeah. a very enjoyable yeah. game. I mean, it's yeah. uh, I don't know. It, it I think I said on Twitter that it's a shame that it's not on any Nintendo platforms because it's a Nintendo game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't really care for the humor. I mean, it it wasn't offensive to me in any way, um, but just, like, I, I don't you know. Did, it's, it, did it, not it, like the uh, El, Mas- El Masca versus uh, uh, Mega Ombre. No, yeah, I mean like all, that. all that all that stuff just kind of fell flat for me. Uh, that stuff makes me smile. I think like some it. of it was some of it was clever. I thought, but it wasn't something <laughs> that I was like, "Oh, this game's awesome" because it, it Grubby Cat's there. Right. Like, it, it's a very good game that just has some goofy stuff in the background. Sure, and and you know, there's stuff. I mean, just the progression of the game and the moves you get are very you Super turn, Metroid. You turn into a chicken; it's great. Well, that I mean, yeah, funny. they're just straight up Chozo statues. Yeah. Chozo statues, Chuzo's. yeah. Ch- yeah. You, whatever. It's it's funny as hell. I, I like that stuff, but uh, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know how far into it I am. I just beat uh, Flame Face, and I got the Goat Run. And, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to say maybe a third. Damn, this is a long ass game. I thought I, everyone criticized it for being super short. Because I think I think Flameface <clears throat> is like the he might be the second boss. I might be confused. He the, right, no, he's I'm, the third boss. The second boss is that girl. Okay, okay. Then maybe you're yeah. like halfway through. I think I'm just getting confused because I played a demo of this game at like New York Comic Con last year, and Flameface was in the demo. So okay. maybe that's where I'm getting confused. Okay. I, I, I remember it taking time. about six or eight hours or so to yeah. be. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. I I have nothing bad to say about it. And also, it's even better if you have uh, your friend Marcus over. You've met Marcus, uh, uh, Neil. And Marcus does 
offensively bad Mexican accents <laughs> for all the characters. It is so funny. Can, can he come down here? You can bring my copy of Bioshock. Hell Infinite yeah. Well. Hell yeah. For when the <clears throat> DLC comes out. I bought Bioshock oh, Infinite against my own hate against Why that did game. Why you do that? I want because that game. I, I played it and then I then I sold it to Zach's friend Mark. I, want that game. I rented it. I rented it and now it's uh, $16 on Green Man Gaming. <laughs> um, and I figured I didn't like it on the PS3. Maybe I'll like it with a mouse. No, here's what you'll do. You'll you'll wait for the DLC, for the Rapture DLC. Yeah. Because that's when the game actually is probably going to be good. I'm getting an well, itch for that, this game. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want it. I really like the first Bioshock. Yeah. I never played Bioshock 2. I like the aesthetic of the new one. And I know it's like mostly shooter, but I feel it's like... all shooter. It's, well, yeah, I, it's I a lot first, of shooting. I played the first hour, and the first hour wasn't all shooter. I, and then I, it turns into a shooter. Yeah, I, I ended up feeling like maybe I could enjoy it more as a shooter if I just could play it on a PC and I can just ignore no. all of the stupid, you know, like someone's dying words left in a trash can on a gigantic <laughs> uh, Fisher-Price microphone or whatever they, you know, like all that stuff just kind of gets in the way for me. Um, yeah. That's the stuff I like. I wish it wasn't shooty-shooty. I wish it was more explory-splory. Yep. Oh well. Although I, I disagree with the use of explore, explore. You gotta put that on oh. the box, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite Bioshock Two, Infinite. more explore, explore. Bioshock, Bioshock One and Two are both ex- exploration heavy, especially Minerva's Den. I have Bioshock Two on PS Plus, and Same I need to, I need to play that. Minerva's, I don't know if I need to play it, but it's there. Minerva's I Den is it. better than the main game. I have legitimately thought of just buying Minerva's Den and playing it. Yeah. A copy of Bioshock Two. <clears throat> Is it tied to the main campaign at all? No, not not really. No. So I could play it separately if I wanted to. Yeah. Interesting. All right, hmm. so uh, we're, we're we're almost at an hour here, so I guess we'll move on to uh, what I've been playing, which I guess is more of a throwback to the old uh, "What's Your Reviewing" segments from Newscast. Oh. Um, I've been playing Rayman Legends for review, although not actually for Nintendo World Report, uh, but for Nintendo Force. Uh, Scott is on the review for Rayman Legends, so probably next week. On uh, on connectivity 101 when we all leave you, uh, <laughs> Scott and I will probably be talking more about it. But I'm like three worlds into Rayman Legends. Do want so? It is Are so there more or game. less music levels? Um, mm. I think there's about seven worlds and there's one a world. Do want? The, I really the, like the music levels. The music levels are the best part about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking about from the original game, or not the original oh, Rayman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The demo. No, Rayman Origins. Yeah. No, there weren't there was one music level in Rayman Origins. It, w- it was the underwater one, right? Yeah. No. Right? There was uh, no? It was it was in the I'm, it was in the desert. You kept I was not jumping on musical instruments. Of Rayman Origins? <clears throat> no, that's not I what I mean. Oh, okay. I was not a huge fan of Rayman Origins, but Rayman Legends fixes <laughs> pretty much every issue I have with it. Um the levels are a little more exploration based than kind of like the like the the directed path filled with like the teensies or whatever the fuck they are the loons mm-hmm. I think I don't know is it harder is that true that's is good it, um, is it like is it like your starting point is Rayman Origins and we're gonna crank it up from here it's okay it hasn't really been super challenging for me so far okay. um, I would say I would say probably no then uh, are the hidden rooms better hidden Sometimes that was one thing I found. It was they, they were just kind of 
right in your way most of the time. It was, uh, it was really first, obvious. In the first world, it's pretty obvious. As I'm getting deeper, uh, yeah. I would say, like, I mean, it's also because I played a couple demos of the game that, like, the first and second world, it's pretty much like that's all the shit you've seen. Uh, right. Up to the third world, and basically my head exploded. Um, <laughs> they just have a really like a lot of like weird like food themed shit. Um, just really interesting ideas and and how everything's presented, and even how you use the touchscreen stuff with uh, with Murphy. Um, which that's the one thing that I think might piss off a lot of people is that you kind of have to go to that a lot, even in single player. Um, yeah. And I actually don't really mind it because it's kind of a nice little change of pace where like you know every third or fourth level okay uh you have to direct the the cpu by using the touchscreen stuff and mm. i've run into a couple cases where the, the the ai is dumb but nothing that really made me that frustrated because you can just simply like uh basically restart at last checkpoint and it's no problem but, mm. yeah but i mean i've been i've been loving it so far uh, it's really good and as someone who didn't like origins uh I actually like this game, so I'm just gonna yeah. buy it on Vita because that's how I have Origins, and I think it plays best on the Vita. Yeah, and I think the Vita—I uh, I don't know for sure, but I think it still has the touchscreen stuff. Whereas I know uh, I heard on like 360 and PS3, it's all done by like it's like just press a button and Murphy will do shit. I don't want to do anything with Murphy. <laughs> that was my least favorite part of the demo. Officer I'll Murphy plays Rayman. <laughs> Yeah, I find it very difficult to get hyped for this game. I don't know. I didn't play Origins. I played, like, a few minutes of it a few different times and found it to be okay. And I don't know. I never quite got the hype for this game. It looks pretty, obviously, and the music level was fun in the demo. But I don't know. It just it feels like a kind of way-too-floaty 2D platformer for me. I don't know. Hmm. It is. I mean, I don't think they really changed the floaty as much from Origins to Legends, but I just think the levels are better designed around it. Because mm. um, that's, nice. that's what really bugged me about Origins was the jump. And because uh, there's a bunch of the Origins levels are kind of hidden away. Um, at, like at it, in addition to getting like kind of the bronze, silver, and gold, there's also something between silver and gold where like you get like a scratch off card. And those scratch off cards will give you like, there's like a creature compendium, you know, more lums or Rayman Origins levels. Huh. And playing a couple of those in contrast to the Rayman Legends levels, it just really represents a stark contrast of how far they've come in the two years since Rayman Origins. Hmm. Just to circle back around really quick, did we all know about the hero mode in uh, Wind Waker HD? Yeah, yeah, I think it was announced like a week or two ago, something like that. Okay, yeah, it just I popped up that. in my news I feed. I think that's the way I'm going to play the game. Yeah, me too. I, I've, I've played it through that way. It's... What's the difference? Uh, Same. You can only recover hearts uh, by heart containers or potions. So no. And the enemies hit harder. Wind Waker Double damage. ridiculously easy. Like, Wind Waker was never, never difficult, yeah. really, except for maybe the final boss. So that shouldn't be that. That shouldn't really matter too much. Maybe that is a good way to play it just because the and game is so easy. And you get a different costume. You can you can go around in your in your normal well, clothes. No, that's that just in the, the new game plus. I, I, oh, I think the it? hero mode is new <clears throat> for Wind Waker HD. And if you oh. beat it in hero mode, you get twenty dollars back, putting the game at a reasonable price. <laughs> 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 I'll see if that actually happens, Nathan, and let you know. Just let me know. You get you get twenty dollars eShop credit. Zach, did you finish some other way? Good job, Zach. Did you finish Skyward Sword? Because hero mode is uh, directly taken from Skyward Sword. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, uh, I, oh, really? When you Is beat Skyward okay? Sword, then you I'm... unlock it. But yeah, let me Wind tell Waker, you how far I got in Skyward Sword. Uh, so well, the I cool thing on. about Hero Mode <laughs> is that uh, you can toggle it on and off from the beginning. So even if like uh, you started off and you're like, oh, this is piss easy, or you played Hero Mode and it's too hard for you, uh, you just need to back out to the file select screen and switch it uh, to the other one. Thanks. Nice. I've, yeah, uh, I've never encountered as much bullshit in a Zelda game as Skyward Sword. So yeah. You know what? Go fuck Twilight Princess. I loved Skyward Sword. I haven't played it since my review, and I need to get... I, actually, I never bought the game because I played the review copy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I borrowed the review right, copy. Yeah, it, it was, it was a similar, similar situation to Donkey Kong, Andy. You just had to play it in like five days. and Yeah, exactly. I could <laughs> see that working. I stopped at the Volcano Temple. Well, Skyward Sword, I mean, it was, and he also felt, faced the fact that his kid was probably going to be born when the game came out, so after I yeah. finished the review, I said it to him as quickly as I could so we could play it before it was The game came out in November of 2011, and my daughter was born on November 25th, so I basically had like 10 days to finish it. Not so that I could review it, so that I could play it at all. <laughs> but I did like it a lot. I, I yeah. haven't touched any copy of that game since sending the game back to Neil. So I played it in like four sittings and then I haven't played it since. So I, I'm kind of itching to get back to it. I just, yeah. it seems like a silly idea when I'm going to be playing wind waker later this year and link between worlds. And I've been staring at uh, the three game boy color Zelda games on my three DS home screen for weeks. Yeah. That's my thing with it is I actually had a moment early in the summer where I think Matt, uh, Matt Walker, who, uh, he works at Capcom. He used to be a Japanese correspondent for us. Um, he was tweeting about going back to playing uh, Skyward Sword, and I was reading what he was saying. I'm like, holy shit, I want to play that game again. But uh, it's just that, you know, looking ahead, I think I was playing Oracle of Seasons at the time, and then looked ahead and was like, Wind Waker and the new 3DS one are both later this year. Maybe <laughs> I'll just wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. I think that's a newscast, guys. See you in two so. years. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Neil Spelunky PS3, based on a little Google time, appears not to have the challenge mode, so I'm probably going to quit newscast. Fuck. Oh, it's good having you back Jesus. for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> How much are they selling Spelunky for? I think it's what fifteen with uh, like without plus. Plus, it's like twelve. Yeah. Ah, well, that's... is it is it one of the games that's uh, half off this week? No, it, it, it just came out. It's not because if it was, I would have liked that pressure at least more than I did. I saw that I saw their half half off sale, and I looked down that list, and any game that I wanted I already had. Oh. Zach, what'd you get for seven fifty? Limbo. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna get me some fucking Journey and some Tokyo Jungle. Journey. Game, so. Have don't, you not played don't. Journey, Neil? No, I have not. I look do forward not. to talking to you about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's my. Journey is amazing. Where I feel somewhat justified in waiting a year and a half because yeah. now it's three dollars and seventy. Also, cents. Tokyo Jungle. I played a lot of that when I first got it. I haven't touched it recently, but I did enjoy it quite a bit after. That was I got another it. one that I was like, oh, maybe I'll get that, and now it's three dollars and seventy five cents. Well, this is a this is a PSA. Don't buy Tokyo Jungle Mobile. I don't want to buy. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard it was. I heard it was a uh, neat idea. Just no, it was not a neat idea. No. All right. Well, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll bring you back in either 50 or 100 more episodes. Sounds so, good. <laughs> um, and then Andy and Zach, uh, hopefully you guys will be on the show more often. Well, don't yeah, get your house <laughs> I've had a rough summer. Yeah. I'm about to have a weird fall where I'm living with in-laws, yeah. so podcasting oh, may be a little bit hard to pull oh, off. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed okay. this uh, 
this old school newscast and the rest of episode 100. Indeed. More. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Wesker. Thank you, Barry. Well, what do you know? Oh, don't blame Barry for everything. I hear that his better half and two lovely daughters will be in danger if he doesn't do everything I tell him to. Wesker, you're pathetic. Well, you shouldn't worry too much, dear. You'll be free of all this anyway. Why eliminate stars? Believe it or not, that's Umbrella's intention. You're just a slave of Umbrella. Smart girl, but I think you misunderstand me. The things you mention are nothing. I'll burn all of them along with this entire laboratory. Barry, go up to the ground and wait there. Barry. You gotta love Barry. He must really be afraid of Umbrella. You and Umbrella took his family, you bastard. Umbrella? Well, I used some carrots and sticks to cow him, but it had nothing to do with Umbrella. I just used Barry for my personal interests. Though both you and Barry seemed to think I was following Umbrella's orders. What? What are you planning? I guess it's time for show and tell. everyone, and welcome to episode 100 of Connectivity. Or episode uh, 169, if, if, if you, you go by the, uh, the original numer- numbering. It's it's like when they, they renumbered the Spider-Man comics, and, but they would have in like parentheses what the actual number was. Like the real one. <laughs> yeah, because it would be like, oh, episode 20, but it's like really, it's like, it's, it's issue 324. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. We did. We did reboot it. Um, which maybe we'll talk about a little bit. A darker continuity. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this segment, we're gonna kind of just have drinks, except for Zach, but he's probably on some kind of pain medication. So I'm sure he's. A God, I wish. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but Neil and I have had some drinks. We're going to continue having some drinks. Uh, we're gonna read some emails, some tweets. Uh, just talk about memories of connectivity uh, and all that good stuff. Just just some reflection. So it, sh- it should be pretty fun. Um, feel free to skip it if you'd rather just listen to news or something maybe more entertaining. I don't know. We'll see yeah, how it goes. Uh, yeah, because uh, I don't know where this is going to fall in the episode. Uh, you've likely heard some of our wonderful Resident Evil reenactments and uh, newscasts and Jeopardy. Pretty much uh, anything, if you like the show and listen to it, there's probably something 
uh, you know, through through the past four fucking years that we've been doing this show uh, through newscast and connectivity. Yeah. If you liked any aspect of it, it's in this episode. I That's true. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Well, we don't have Nathan here next to me being yeah. a prick. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the pinnacle. I mean, that was the first was. episode I was ever on was yeah. when he was in Alaska with you, that, and it was I think, unbelievable. I think, I think that is my favorite episode of the entire. <laughs> oh, it's definitely mine. Because um, what was that? Was that the last episode of Newscast or no? I think it was, it was very no, close no. to the last. Yeah, we did like ten more after that. Yeah, it was his last. It was Nathan's last episode. It yeah. was yeah, his last, my first. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, because we we had a kind of ridiculous process because. Um, I mean, we got to the point with newscast where, well, it started off. Uh, Talk about newscast, even, Neil. Have we even ever had a podcast in which we went over the history of newscast? I don't no. know if we, we probably No, did, nobody knows probably, the secret origins yeah, of newscast. Origins of newscast. It's called, uh, RFN was a very successful podcast on kind of World Report, <laughs> and I wanted to have my own podcast. <laughs> which is kind of half half of the motivation. Was that Fuck I'd those like guys. To, I can I do like, this better. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I like doing podcasts, and I'd guessed it on RFN a few times. I think my, my first one was me not really knowing what the fuck I was doing on podcasts. I believe I had a fan running, and my roommate was playing Mario Kart 64 in the background. Um, it was a bad scene. <laughs> cool. But I, I learned and moved on. Um, and it was the summer of 2009. Uh, I believe I was news editor at Nintendo World Report. And I would notice that RFN would rarely cover the news. And I'm thinking, as as the fucking news editor of the site, I'm like, this is a great idea. Let's do a podcast focused on news. So I recorded an episode in the beginning of August of 2009 with uh, Lucas Belitsky, who um, who was with the site for about, I think, like a year at that point, and ended up leaving at the end of 2009. But we recorded an episode together. It was kind of dry, um, but it was only like it was meant to be like you know half an hour, 45 minutes long. Didn't, uh, didn't you have Nick on too? What? Didn't you have Nick on too? I think Nick was on episode two. Oh, okay. Um, and then so so episode one, uh, Luke and I recorded, and it was very dry. Episode two was because I had Nick, and uh, Nick and I had met at E three, so we had that kind of you know we had actually seen each other in person, so we had a little bit more of a repartee. It's surprising how much that helps. Yeah, yeah, it really helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then episode three, Zach, you were on. But that never got posted. Oh, um, re- I remember that. What? There's like a phantom episode of Newscast? What happened? Was it just shitty? No, no. It was just, it was called I Fucking Hate Editing Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that by the third episode because I edited one and two and was like, all right, this isn't that bad. I was like, fuck that. Um, <laughs> and also that was around the time where, as some people who have followed Nintendo World Report closely over the past couple of years, is me and, uh, me and Nick DeMola left to go uh, make pixelbit.com which That's still exists right. uh, and that was in September of 2009 and so there was a two month period where I was not with Nintendo World Report and Newscast was a thing that didn't really exist Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess not not to George up any, anything bad that happened but I, I think if you uh, uh, I guess just put two and two together uh, Nick and I eventually disagreed and uh uh, I returned to Nintendo World Report, and he kept on with Pixelbit. And Pixelbit's still around. I mean, it's a it's a pretty solid site. I check in on it every now and then. Um, and then I came back, and around the time when I came back, or I think I think it might have been right before I did, Andy Gergen, who had been with the site for I think only like six months or something at that point, wanted to he wanted a podcast. So he saw that <laughs> Newscast was started, and some asshole started it and then left. Um, 
douche. <laughs> so he picked it back up, and I believe, I think that first episode was like episode four, and Zach, it was you, yeah. Luke, and Andy? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. that I, I really should be looking at, at old old shit. No, I think uh, you're right. But I have, I have a decent memory of this. But yeah, so that was, uh, I'm, I'm almost looking, I'm on the website looking to see. Yeah, because it was, yeah, we had two episodes, Video Games for My Horses. <laughs> that was the name of episode two. Um, yeah, and then in October, uh, Andy brought it back, and then it went on a two-week schedule that it kept up pretty consistently. Um, and I'm probably forgetting exactly who was there, but I know that, Zach, it was me, you, and Andy for a long time. And yep. then we added Nathan to the fold. Um, I, I think I think we added Nathan because didn't uh, Andy need help editing and Nathan said yeah. he'd help? <laughs> yep. But that worked out well. It was a good yeah. four-person show. Indeed. Um, and we had, a, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, and but we eventually had a, it got to the point where reciting the news was kind of bullshit. Yeah, we basically learned why RFN stopped covering the news. Yeah. yeah. So we stopped focusing on, on it more. We had stuff like uh, what you've been reviewing because Game a lot Club. Of, yeah, we had we had Game Club. I know um, Blaster Master Overdrive or whatever. That was Ugh. something we did. Um, <laughs> Chante 2, which nobody played except me. Uh, and, and there is a... If you're looking for some, for some classic newscast episodes, um, episode 23... <laughs> gentleman's sport um, yes that was when Andy and I had to bail I, it was probably at the last minute because that has happened a lot over the that, history that's what of happens the show. on the show <laughs> and then so Nathan and Zach just <laughs> fucking talked about cricket yes <laughs> they covered a little bit about games and then they just talked about cricket for like an Never hour re-listen to that I'm glad that I'm glad there's like a precedent of Neil and someone else like dropping out at the last second and then yeah. Zach and another person just sort of bullshitting their way through a yes. podcast yeah um another good one just because recurring uh, theme oh Scott <laughs> and yeah. the, the title episode 25 Deer Basement that was just because there was a really dumb game That's that they right. were reviewing the um, deer one yeah and I also apparently talked about Galactic Tazball which uh I found out uh, the director of DuckTales Remastered uh, directed Galactic Tazball, which is a, a fun, way-forward DS game. Not a great <laughs> one, but, a, but an interesting one. It used a fucking trackball on the DS touchscreen. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of newscast history. No, and talk then... about talk about the Nathan episode where he left. That's the best episode. <laughs> I'm looking for it. It was so good. I mean, it, it was just like, I mean, it was it was my first episode. I had never met any of you before. I think I did like a small little like Skype well, wait, interview. There, there's also episode 35. Neil is going to kill us, which I believe is when you guys just shit on Kirby's epic yarn because you have no souls. <laughs> <laughs> that game's a piece of shit. Fuck you. That game's adorable. Yeah, yeah. Remember that Rango game? Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't give it a 10 or anything, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nathan's last episode. Episode was 61, just... A Welcome and Farewell. There you go. Yeah. First episode I ever edited, yeah. Yeah. And the whole was editing it? process, or the whole uh, hiring process for for Scott was kind of convoluted. Because <laughs> uh, basically we got to a point where Andy... I, not was sure. gonna yeah, have yeah. a baby. That was, that was 2011. So Andy, Andy knew that he was gonna he was having a kid in the fall, um, and Nathan was 
now, like he was basically taking his leave at the site for now because he um, had I don't his know massive when we talked commute about show, but but Nathan's commute to work is fucking three hours long every day. Um, so it was just kind of like NWR kind of had to go and he couldn't edit podcasts. Yeah. Um, so uh, we started. We put out the call to uh, to get people to edit, to basically be on the show and edit. But more than that, we wanted someone to edit. Uh, <laughs> so we actually had. This is probably one of the, as the fucking director of the site now, this is probably the most involved hiring process we've ever had. Yeah. For a spot on the site was the podcast editing thing because Andy Andy took it really seriously. I mean, for a good reason because editing a podcast is something that you need to. You know, have the chops to do, and you need to follow a regular schedule because yeah. or else the shit's not going to get done. And I think this is around where I think Sklen said that he wanted to get back involved with the site a little more. Um, and then we really <laughs> fucking hit the jackpot by by getting Scott. Um, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it was. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Like, like Andy had um, tweeted Phil Kohler um, about it and like asked if, if he could retweet it. So he did. And that's how it even came to my attention. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cause that was, uh, I, re- I remember, uh, I think I started pestering some people being like, Oh guys, can you retweet this? And Phil actually retweeted it. Um, mm-hmm. I got to thank him for that in person, uh, one year at E3. I was like, Hey, bye oh, nice. Nice. thanks for retweeting that. He's like, Oh, who are you? Uh, <laughs> and then I, then I Get away, away from me, stranger. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I saw it then and I, I looked at it and I thought I could probably do this and I, I didn't respond right away. And then I, um, talked to Tabby about it. Then I don't even know if we were engaged yet then. I don't know, but you no, either girlfriend or fiance then. And, um, I was telling her about it and she's like, well, you should do it. Like you should email and, and try it. She's um, like, how much does it pay? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was it's like, you know, it's like, fun? Yeah, because I'd done some podcast editing for, um, well, on my own, and then for a, a very small site. Yeah, because um, wasn't that, what is that, CFD? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you and Nate both came from, you and Nate yeah. Andrews. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, the, like Nintendo World Report seemed like the big times to me, even, even without being, uh, you know, paid or anything. It was like, this was like a legitimate site, and all about Nintendo, which was my general yeah. interest anyway. Um so yeah, so she's like, well, you should email and, and, and give it a shot. So I did. And I mean, it, it did feel like a very involved process. I mean, there were Skype interviews and he had me, yeah. uh, he sent me like small audio clips from one of your recent episodes and had me like put it together to see how it sounded yeah, was, and how I did fun. it. <laughs> he would just tell me, he would like tell us being like, oh, I'm going to have them do this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think I, yeah, I was director at the time um, when we went through all this. Yeah, you were. Um, yeah, because I so became director in early 2011. And then I didn't know till later that there were other even like applicants. I, I just assumed I was the only one because I hadn't heard I know, anything. We had, we, had a, we had a couple people actually. Um, I think we had three or four. Tom Molina, who's now a uh, UK oh, correspondent right. for the site, he uh, he interviewed for it. Oh wow! I remember oh, that weird. interview? I was in on that interview with Tom. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think uh, I was. Did I help interview you, Scott? You I think you were there. Have. Andy was for Andy was for sure there, and Neil, you were there. I know yeah. that much. And Zach, you might have been there. I think Andy and I were a part of every interview, and it was like if someone else from from newscast was around, which I guess at that point was like Zach. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the three of you guys, and you just asked me what I've been playing recently. We talked about um, you don't know Jack, uh, for the Wii. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> I've been playing that. That was good. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. What um, what I mean, what made you guys choose me? If I can, if I can ask, if the I can baldness be so bald. uh, was a fact. Is that what did it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, done, I was not a threat. Skype avatar tricked me. I didn't realize you were bald. Yeah, well, that's an it's, old Skype. That's an old. Is that, is that, that Patrick what you used to look Stewart like? look? 
That's yeah. really sold me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a natural leader. Yeah. I mean, really, I think more of it was that even without having met you in person, which I have done now, um, but uh, I mean, you could you could carry a conversation. That was the most important yeah. thing to me. Easy, uh, easy I'm to an ordinary to. motherfucker when it comes to recording podcasts. I do not like doing them with people that I can't just kind of bounce off of have a well, repartee that, with. Yeah, I mean, that's the worst. I've done podcasts before with, with people that you just don't relate to, and it, yeah. it's terrible. It's like pulling teeth. Yep. And that's why, I mean, and that's what, like, with with Andy, Andy Andy did have that focus on, on both, but I didn't really give a shit about what the editing prowess was. My, my important thing was that we needed someone that could also kind of host the show, because mm-hmm. as I was getting more involved with being director, like, I, I, I mean, I'm still way more involved with the podcast than I want to be, just because, I mean, I really like doing it, but... I've got other and help, and help come up with segment ideas because we had yeah. moved away from the news. The whole point of turning it into connectivity was we got to do something else. Yeah, because I think we had been bouncing around the idea of changing it for newscast for a while, long yeah. time. Um, and I think I think Scott, you were the person that kind of brought it up. Uh, you know, near like I think around like September 2011. Maybe yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, it was almost, I feel like it was almost immediate when I came on, and I almost felt kind of, like, out of place suggesting it, because I just come on to the show, and then I felt like, in a way, I was, like, trying to take control of it, but it was something you guys had kind of mentioned, I think, even in the interview process, that you were interested in yeah. maybe kind of adjusting the format, or maybe going back to yeah, uh, we, every when, other week, or when just... When we went just, weekly, it, the, really, that's when, like, the, the cracks started to form. Yeah. Well, and we, that was at the worst point in like the Wii and DS lifecycle yeah. because there was no news. We just didn't you know? really have much to talk about except for like, oh, the 3DS is coming. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we didn't even know about the Wii U yet. Yeah. <laughs> so there was just there just wasn't much to talk about. There were no real great games coming out, um, at least on the Wii. So it, it became important to sort of shift away from news and, and turn it more into reflection as well as sort of current events with Nintendo, especially given Nintendo's history. I mean, there's so much you can talk about. I mean, whether we're doing that Nintendo year or we're just talking about like our favorite NES games or, you know, talking about Excite Truck, <laughs> yeah. which is the fucking best. Oh, um, I fucking love that game. Never so, yeah. It. So I remember, yeah, it, it pretty, you should play it. It, uh, it. it pretty quickly came about. I mean, I think, what would what, you say was the episode number for Nathan's last episode? 50 uh, what? 60, 61. Oh, 61. So yeah, so we did eight more episodes yeah. before we, uh, we Our rebooted. last one was September 10th, 2011. Um, and then September 24th, 2011 was, uh, was our, our, uh, our first episode of Connectivity. Yeah, yeah, we took an extra week off. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, uh... <laughs> Nine ten eleven is is when I got married, so it so it ended. <gasps> Newscast ended as I as I you know was taken off the market. I remember for the last <laughs> sorry episode, ladies. I remember for the last episode of Newscast, we had toyed with the idea of just ending it and not saying we'll be back next week with something different. Like yeah. when Player One, because I think me anyway, I was inspired by Player One podcast. They did that at episode I don't know, it was two fifty or something. And uh, and they just didn't say unless you stayed for the stinger that they were going to be back. So yeah, <laughs> I thought about doing that for newscast, and but uh, uh, we ended up. I don't think we did that. I think no. we said we'll be back next week in a brand new format. Yeah, yeah, we announced it. It was in the the post for the episode and everything. Yeah, um, I remember at the time I was just getting really into Doctor Who, so I made like a Doctor Who metaphor about like regenerating as a new <laughs> show or something. Uh, so yeah. It, it, you, it's funny to go back and read the post from the early days because it does like align perfectly when I got really into Doctor Who and I probably dropped references in every <laughs> single post for like the first 
I don't know, 20 episodes I was on. Yeah. Um, or that I edited anyway. So there's that. And we always started, we started opening newscast episodes with, uh, um, um, shit. Help me out here. How do we open the show? We open it like player one podcast without even meaning to. And we just laugh at that. Hello yeah, and welcome yeah. to episode such and such. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I would say in all honesty, uh, <laughs> a lot of our podcast, uh, I mean, we, we crib it from other people. Honestly. Oh, yeah. We've kind of developed our own style, but I would say definitely, I mean, RFN, uh, player one podcast, especially as we had more babies enter the fold. <laughs> yeah. Well, even the the format is stolen from one up FM. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was actually, that was the, that was, I think Scott, I think that's what you brought up when we were talking about it was like, how about we make it like one up FM? And I really, I, was, I always really FM loved for, that. For people that don't remember, uh, so there was one up yours, which is, you know, got the pod father Garnett Lee on it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was it? It was Phil Kohler and Nick Sutner started one up FM. Well, yeah. Cause the, the big shows, yeah, were, were like one up yours. And then there was, um, GFW radio, yeah. of course, which was huge. And then, yeah, uh, Nick Sutner and Phil Kohler just decided to start their own show. And this is what it was, it was like. One up FM, which is basically, I think it was what feature Monday or something. It would, yeah, it yeah, would have, I know there was one really, really dumb, uh, house of the dead overkill interview. Yeah. In which they had zombie noises over all of it. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot, like, I really liked that because it was kind of, it was more agile. It had more variety to it. And that was something that I wanted to have more in a podcast, especially because we do have a staff of, you know, 20 to 30 volunteers. And I mean, RFN, uh, they, they succeed a lot because they do have the core group of four and they're, they're kind of insular with that. Um, probably a little more so because, because connectivity exists. Um, but it would be the kind of thing that like occasionally a staffer would guess, but we would have a lot of people doing day-to-day work that just, I mean, they didn't really have that opportunity to, to you know, to podcast and have their, their personality be more shown. Right. So that's and, why, that's why the idea of connectivity was to have kind of like anybody who wants to be a part of it, to be a part of it. Um, which I think is, is to the show's detriment and also one of the best <laughs> things about it, because I think yeah. you do run into that where, yeah, we've got the regular guys, but then, you know, you might hear a voice you've never heard before, but I don't know. I always find that interesting when you, uh, I like it. I like it that before. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like your, your new experience. Um, and yeah. And then we started our games. The games were great. And we took yeah, those we did, packs. We did Jeopardy. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I distinctly remember, uh, I guess, yeah, the first one, well, that no, was PAX 2012, was the, yeah, PAX 2012 was yeah. the first one we went to. Um, I submitted that as a joke. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't think we'd get that panel. Yeah, yeah you were just like, like, fuck it, it I'm going like to throw we, it out we there. We had started doing the Jeopardy, um, and this was, this is probably, like, our first Jeopardy episode is actually the second episode of Connectivity in uh, September 2011. Um, was it that early? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. actually one that's one of my favorite episodes because not only do you have the the birth of Jeopardy which I, I thought was really good, um but we also had the segment where it was me and Don and he had played the entirety of um Super Mario 3D Land. Yep. And he came out and he was oh. just able to talk about like all of it. And that yep. to me that was like that was well, actually, the full I don't know if that was that episode because I think that was a little later. This was uh we talked about Kirby Mass Attack and um and then the first game of Jeopardy. Really? I thought I thought for sure those were the same. Maybe it was the second game of Jeopardy then. It might have been. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, yeah, man. Jeopardy Returns, episode okay. six. Okay, so episode six. Okay. 
So it was a second Jeopardy episode. But that that's one of my favorite episodes of the show because I thought that was like you get the full potential of the show. We've got Don, you know, the, just someone on staff. And I mean, an, a well-known guy even outside of NWR, but who had a yeah. chance to, to play this game and come on and talk all about it. And then you, you jump to another segment where it's a game show, you know, featuring other staff members. And it was completely different in content. But I thought both both segments were, were very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, that at, at the best, like, that's what connectivity can do. Yeah. I mean, because, it, it, yeah, where you have something really kind of goofy and dumb and then something that's... You know, you have fresh, fresh ass impressions, and then you have some, maybe a topic that's that's interesting. I know, right? Um, similar like that. We we've had like the the women's and tropes discussions lately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we have you know Jeopardy, and we'll have stuff about games. I mean, it's a show that just evolved a lot just by the virtue of the people that are involved with it and what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And, and speaking about getting staff members on, I think that that's so great because. I mean, specifically, let's look at Pokemon. I mean, none of us... Zach, you're maybe a decently big uh, Pokemon fan. Decently. Yeah. But, um, like, the rest of... The, I mean, I think the rest of the core group here doesn't really play much. So it's great that when there's Pokemon news, we can just reach out to the staff and have, like, Josh and Alex yeah. uh, come on. I mean, and we just, just need to get Pokemon. Josh on the fucking show more often. The dude yes, is gold. Yes, I agree. It's it's really great, especially that, that so many of the staff plays Pokemon, that when I write an entire Jeopardy question based around Pokemon... Uh, nobody gets any of them ever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I should learn from that, but I I just don't. Well, eventually you'll get the like the right guy on who will know everything and just yeah. clean up, we'll clean get house. Josh in here. But um, the pack stuff is huge. Um, that's some of my favorite favorite moments. Uh, just being involved with connectivity is getting those opportunities. Um, especially the second one. The, uh, yeah, the first great. one. The, the really first cool. one was was great, just because it was it was mind blowing to be out there and to do it and to do it successfully. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. know, we were we were the first uh, panel that day. We were up against the keynote, um, so you know, I don't I don't even remember what the turnout was. Maybe a, a hundred people, give or take. Um, but the the second one this year was was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, because the first one was more like because it was so early, it didn't really feel like there was that much pressure on it. Oh. Yeah. And like everything, if I recall, I think things went smoothly. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it, and it was it was a rush, but it was really who wants to be a Nintendo Wear this year that like I almost fucking peed myself. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. We, we had we had fucking two hundred people lined up before. That's insane. People could even be let in. And I mean, what what was the final tally? Wasn't it like it was three hundred plus? Yeah. Um, and that was just something that I I did not expect at all. Like I kind of expected the turnout to. You know how RFN and uh, Jeopardy was, or Jeopardy was the year before, and RFN had been for that the, the four years. Where, you know, yeah, it'll be it'll vary between like maybe you know, low end was like fifty, high end was like a hundred, and we'd have a good crowd. It would be a little more intimate, but like Nintendo Wear, like I was, I was completely and totally overwhelmed. Yeah, it blew up. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it, that's not even so much necessarily to do with connectivity. Like, I, a small fraction of the, of the people there probably ever listened to the podcast. But it was just good timing. I mean, we were just fortunate to be on the last day. Um, so everyone's had a chance to see the show floor for two days. So by this point, they're kind of done on the show floor, and, and they're more open to seeing panels. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely benefited from that. And who doesn't want to come play, you know, a, yeah. a game show? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, that I was listen incredible. to that live audio. I'm going to have to come to, come with you guys next year. But uh, you I, I have to. I know, Good I know. Man. I listened to the live audio, and it ended, and I started it right again because I was like, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah Zach, do it. Come you out. have to, that, Zach. That kid, a boy and his dog. Yeah, that was I'll funny. never what, forgive There's apparently a movie called Yeah, a boy it is dog? a movie and a book. 
Not yeah. a Wii game. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was, I mean, that was the tough thing is getting the crowd to to play along because there'd be a lot of people. Yeah. The guy would be like, oh, "I got this, and it's wrong." And then, like, you'd hear the crowd being like, dude, you got it wrong. It's like, guys, shut up. I know, we still got to do the whole final answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, a dramatic thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was funny. Um, uh, go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to say, because, Zach, you need to leave shortly. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. should, should we uh, respond to any of the the things that we got? I, I tweeted right before we started this, uh, Connectivity 100, we are recording bullshit right now. Reply now for inclusion. <laughs> Uh, the first response was Chris Johnston from Player One Podcast that we literally talked about a little bit before about how it's an inspiration on us. That's pretty rad. Uh, he says, congrats on 100 episodes. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> T.R. Brody, who also uh, sent Scott a long thing. Uh, he said, some of the best podcasting on the internet. Class acts all the way to the next 100. Uh, I, I hope we get that far. That's another fucking two years. I can't. I'll probably have a kid then. That'll be weird. Oh, I'll yeah. Be, I'll that. be six feet under. No. <laughs> Never, Zach. Don't you dare say that. You'll outlive us all. Um, I'll read to what, what he said to me earlier. Uh, he said, I've been listening since before even day one, uh, assuming I, I... I guess newscast? I'm, yeah, I'm assuming he means newscast. Uh, it's a blast. I feel that you don't have enough Zach Miller in the show. All kidding aside... It. Yeah, there's n- no limit. All kidding <laughs> aside, you guys and gaming podcasts in general have not only been a source of entertainment, but helped me through tough times in the past few years. Every single one of you are class acts, decent human beings above all, and you do it for the love of the game, and it shows. Here's to 100 great shows and many more. And then in parentheses, he said, now bring Greg, Greg back from RFN Limbo. A uh, little bit out of our jurisdiction, but we'll see yeah. what we can do. <laughs> decent human beings, I don't think he's met me. <laughs> he hasn't seen my dresser. Neil has. I have. I, there's a picture of me and you. Buy it. It is. We it's my favorite. This episode. I'll do it. I'll post the I, one that I... I, I do I, like how I... So I posted that thing about Connectivity 100, and uh, music, at, at MusicMan613 replied, It's kind of bullshit. Nintendo tricked me into thinking there's been a Wii U price drop, and it's been 299 all along. Hashtag fuck a basic. Well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, he's right. Our, our beloved uh, Patch 15, Patrick Barnett, wishes he could be here. Oh, we wish I wish he too. could be too. He, he was he was a regular for a while. Could check yeah. the time. Uh, yeah, he, he was part of uh, I guess what what was that wave two, if you will, when we yeah. added a few more people because we needed more people in the permanent rotation. Well, yeah, Andy Andy had his baby and then couldn't be around as much, and Mike like kind of his availability shifted and he wasn't yeah. around as much. So yeah, it was. It, so we got what, Patrick and Danny, yeah. Uh, Danny Bivens. Yeah, yeah. Danny, maybe not, not, I love Danny, but maybe not the greatest choice is living in Japan and never really being available. <laughs> maybe should have opted for someone more available, but Danny's great when he's on. I, I love when he can make it. He's great. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask, and while you're here, Zach, I want, I want to ask you this question too. Um, why, why do you guys do this? Like, why, why record the podcast at all? For the women. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, there have been many times where I've thought about really lowering my availability mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, frankly, of scheduling conflicts with everybody all the time. And I don't like having to shift my schedule around, but I do it because I love talking to you guys That's about sad. games. I mean, 100% ser- same here. I mean, seriously, you guys are the only ones I can talk to about video games like this. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to give that up. And you're all friends, and we'll meet at Paxi someday, and 
yeah, you know, I'd do it for another hundred episodes. No. Yeah. What a sweet yeah, I mean, I, I will, I will never complain too much about Zach Laska time for that very reason. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, as as I was kind of talking about earlier about how there have been probably okay, I've been director for two and a half years at this point. I probably mm. should have stopped doing the show as regularly as I do about uh, two and a half years ago. <laughs> but it's just something that I, I, I mean, I love talking to you guys, so it's totally worth it, even if it's a pain in the ass to schedule sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's just, it's kind of nice between work and school and family or whatever else. It, it's nice to always know that at some point during the week you're going to have this break where you can just kind of talk about things you enjoy with people yeah. you like. Um, and I, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was, I mean, there's probably some degree of, of selfishness in it. You know, I like, I like to hear people say they enjoy the show. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, I, I guess maybe I, I edit it and stuff. So maybe I'm a little bit more like involved in, in that area. Like yeah. I want to see it succeed. So I like, I like getting that feedback and, and people enjoying it. Well, I, I, I remember, I, uh, just recently, uh, I think Andy made a comment about how, I think it was something like a fucking weather forecaster in Nebraska or Iowa or whichever place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he started following me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About how there's like some guy who's a, a weather a guy who tells the weather, listens to connectivity every week, yeah. and has been listening since newscast or something. Ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. Which is just yeah. crazy. It's so funny because I follow him now, and really all he tweets are like he's a professional. Like he tweets weather updates for I'm pretty sure it is Iowa. Like, like that, that's what he tweets. Like, this is his like job account. Like he's like, Hey, good morning, everyone. Like, let's look at the weather for today. Or like, I hope you survived (laughs) that, that wind last night. I mean, it's crazy. And yeah. And he's like following us and enjoys our podcast. And you know, whether it's in at NWR, like Twitter, people messaging me and stuff and just, just saying nice things about the podcast. I always enjoy that aspect of it too. I mean, I guess I think just editing it and stuff, I kind of, I don't know. It's like my baby, I guess. My other yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> my not yeah. real baby. I mean, it makes it totally worth it because, I mean, the only thing we really get out of this is, is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the reward of having people listen to it. I mean, there, there is no money to be gained in podcasts for the most no. part. <laughs> unless you're like Kevin Smith or Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way. Well, maybe like our Resident Evil voiceovers might get us some voiceover work. I yeah. mean, this, that could turn into a career. I mean, I can, I can, I guess, do really bad Spanish accents <laughs> for anyone yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, so it could be a launching pad for that. But. Yeah. And I mean, every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll actually edit a podcast and it'll be something amazing like the, uh, the, the Wii Top 10 House of the Dead Overkill intro. <laughs> in yeah. Which it sounds like it's the fucking song, but it's just Josh <laughs> redoing it, talking about me and Zach. That was awesome. Or when you guys did like the flashback episode of yeah. um yeah, that was connectivity. A, yeah, let's talk about that one. That was probably I mean that was the last thing that I've that I've really edited for the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold um, on. I gotta go, you guys. Keep going. All but right. Yeah, I will see back. you two let's see you two next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye everybody. Right. I'm trying Bye, to Zach. get the exact episode title. I should probably start over, um, because I was back near episode one. Um uh, yeah, because we had a week where I think Scott, you were you were in Vegas after you just got hitched. I was going to get married. Yeah. Yes. Um. So it's episode eighty-one, another dimension. <laughs> um, and Patrick and I were basically we were going to split the editing. because uh, we were I think the only other two people involved in the podcast that. Well, because Mike was out of town. Ta- Mike was out of town too. Yeah. It was like the same weekend, so it was like, well, do we just not do an episode, or what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first Patrick and I were just like, okay, we'll do a straight episode, but we'll do it short. And, uh, Tyler was going to be in like an eShop roundup with, with, uh, with me and Patrick. And I made a crack 
about how like oh we should just like fucking talk about 2003 or something and then patrick was like all right let's do that and i'm like I was, I was kidding but no that's a great idea let's do it <laughs> so we structured an entire episode and we even had um zach and i even concocted in a kind of wrapper around it which was that we were going to talk about bioshock infinite and then get taken into uh one of the portals from that game um yeah. like the tear <laughs> and then go back in time um, and it was kind of funny because as we were looking at the news from 2003, it was all eerily parallel to, to what we were going through right now. Yeah. Um, cause it was a lot of like, uh, um, you know, Resident Evil's GameCube ex- exclusivity, uh, NHL hits pro, which was one of the first games developed by next level games who had just mere weeks before made Luigi's mansion, dark moon. Oh, um, look at that. And then Patrick and I had, uh, which I think this fell a little flat personally, uh, Patrick and I talking about uh, Legend of Zelda Wind, Wind Waker as if it was a new release. Yeah, um, well, it was funny. I liked it. Yeah, but that's why we didn't do that one as long. I thought the news thing just fucking killed it, and Tyler brought his goddamn A game. Yeah, yeah, no, that was really funny. I mean, I you know, you guys kind of kept all of us out of the loop, so I had really no idea what you guys yeah. were planning. And then I'm in Vegas, and I get you know the show update, and I, I take a look and. Just reading the uh, the notes for the episode yeah. and then eventually listening to it, it was it was perfect. <laughs> it was such a good idea. I loved it. Um, so I guess uh, as far as I'm um, checking my my Twitter for the last other the, the last people that that responded to my if they responded now I will include them. Um, uh, the formerly uh, hacker alias Rich IGN now uh, at GCN Storm and uh, worker of Nintendo and Golan Harris. He just said hi, Neil. Uh, hi, Rich. <laughs> Thanks for uh, thanks for saying hi, guy. You know, I don't I don't want to kind of uh, maybe tip Rich's hand here, but he's been working Nintendo PR for a week, and so far we had like the best day in Nintendo PR we've had in a long time. So <laughs> I I don't want to say he had anything to do with it, but you know maybe he should be looking for a promotion already. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think as a senior PR manager, go up to uh, just fucking own the company. Yeah, just run things. Going for Reggie's seat, man. <laughs> and and I like this idea. Uh, at uh, Mizzy72 <laughs> says, uh, Connectivity 101 better be about the wonderful 101. That's a pretty good idea. Oh, that is a smart <laughs> idea. The uh, Connectivity 101. probably have something about the wonderful 101 next week. That, that would be great. Yeah, like how it sold like eight copies in Japan, yeah, maybe? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of depressing, but... Yeah, it's very depressing. It's positive. <laughs> um, yeah, well, if you want, we can read some of these emails here. Yeah. Um, well, there's really only one real email, but well, that's well, okay. Well, let's do the important one. Uh, okay. I just want to know, dot, 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 who the hell do you think you are? Cordially yours, Carl Castaneda. Um, my name's Neil, <laughs> and this is Scott. Hello. Uh, I guess uh, Zach was here. Yes. And he has left. Yep. That's us. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I'll read this one. This is from uh, Pure Evil. Long time listener. He's actually been, I believe he's been at both of our PAX panels. Yes. yes, he has. He, he for he, sure was at the first one because I think was, he He was competed. one of our inaugural Je- Jeopardy contestants. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he was in Nintendo Wear, but he was totally there. I, I said hi to him. Yeah, he didn't play the game. You're right, but he's usually adorably dressed up as a Link or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, his kid is really cute. I think he came up to me. His son came up to me after the Nintendo Wear panel and just like said hi, uh, and maybe <laughs> said that we did a good job or something. But it was really, really precious. Yeah, yeah. so g- good dude all around. Um, so he wrote, uh, "Hi guys, congrats on hitting 100 episodes. Keep up the good work. 
Over the past few months, I've been sending out pictures of my video game collection on Swapnote. This has led me to thinking about my games and why I bought and kept them and realizing how few of them I have really played. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that there are many series I consider myself a fan of, yet I've barely played any of the games. For example, I love Metroid, yet I've only played the NES and SNES ones, and even then only beat the SNES one. Excuse me, I'm like burping. Are there any <laughs> series you guys... Too much drink. Are there any series you guys are fans of without really having played them all? And if so, why do you think this happens? Um, the Shin Megami Tensei series. Mm. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of that. I've basically only played um, 4 and Persona 3. At least for any any significant amount. Um, yeah. I really like those games, and I am consider myself as someone who will follow those games going forward. I mean, that's kind of what I think is most important about it. It, it doesn't matter when you hop onto a series, but if if it if it clicks with you and you really like it, then you know just own it. Yeah, you can go back to it, but at least I'm finding out now as a, as I'm getting to be an older person, um, I don't have as much time to just go back and be like, oh, I feel like playing all the old Final Fantasy games. Like that's <laughs> never gonna happen. Um, that voice was great. <laughs> that should have been your Wesker. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean that's, oh, that's why I love shit like theater rhythm because. When I'm like, man, I really want to play Final Fantasy VI, I will just open up Theater Rhythm and play the songs from Final Fantasy VI and then feel feel fulfilled and move on. So That's a good guess, point, yeah. That game is like perfect for like wanting yeah. this to like speed run through a Final Fantasy game. It hits all the nostalgia notes with the yep. music. Uh, you get a little bit of like sort of combat. Uh, you see the important cutscenes and then you move on. I guess basically I just want a music game that's modeled like a late beat agents for every major series. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Um, I guess for me to this point... There's like there's Pikmin. Um, I still haven't even beaten three yet, uh, and I've played some, maybe most of one, and never played two. But it's a, it's a series I enjoy, uh, even without having beaten a single a game I, in the I, series I really, yet. Like I love the idea of Pikmin, but it hasn't really fully clicked with me until three. Mm-hmm. And three, I also haven't finished yet. But that was more because because uh, of time and then like other responsibilities. Because basically, like I was starting to play it, and then oh, I'm reviewing Disney Infinity, and now I need to focus on that, even though I want to beat Pikmin. Oh, and yeah. Legends came in, and now I need to play that instead of playing Pikmin. You played my review copy of Rayman Legends. Oh, well, no, I'm, re- I'm reviewing it for Nintendo Force actually. Oh, so, so okay. We got two copies. Did you get your? Did you guys get your copy at the same time we got yeah. our copy? Yeah. Why did we get it so late? Um, they didn't. I don't think they had retail. Wii U retail copies until like then. Oh, okay. Like uh, at least that's what I heard because I think like some of the most of the other reviews I think were based on the 360 version. They might have gotten like a oh debug I code see for okay. the different versions because we don't have a debug system. Yeah, that makes sense. Inside okay. baseball. <laughs> yeah, a little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah, but that's um, why we got them late. I mean, I mean the the Ubisoft reps even commented about how we're sorry these are late. Um, we just got retail copies late. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know as far as any other series. I mean, Metroid, like he referenced, I mean, I've never played the NES game, but, um, I've kind of beaten every Metroid since Super Metroid on. Um, I haven't beaten two or three, or Metroid Prime two or three. You never finished, you're any of them, really? No, 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 I, I beat Metroid Prime, just not two oh, or okay. three. Oh, okay, but not two or three. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, I never played two, um, but I, I played and beat three, I really I have the trilogy, three. I've always intended to try two again. Because three, three, I got to the end and was just like, no, fuck that. I'm not going back and collecting this bullshit. I already did yeah. it one. Um, and even and even when I hit that point in Metroid Prime 1, I put the game down for like half a year. Yeah, and um, then came back. Because I just, I hate, I mean, that happened with me in Wind Waker. Probably now I'd be more amenable to it. But at the time, you know, me being a brash, like 15-year-old or whatever I was when that came out, 
I was just like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. No, I do kind of hate that in games. I mean, it's one thing to revisit uh, previous environments once you have like new powers to to get new yeah. places, but at the, when it's like at the very end, it's like, okay, now go back to everywhere and find yeah. these things. It's more just like I'm right, like that there's a giant ass Metroid that I need to fight right behind that door. Just let me do it. Yeah, exactly. I hate that um, kind of stuff. But yeah, with two, I I didn't get far into it at all. I didn't really like the light and dark mechanic. Um, yeah, but I've always wanted to try it again on Metroid Prime Trilogy, a game yeah. that I bought when it came out and played like half of one, and that was it. And only costed fifty dollars back then. Yeah, Before not ninety dollars, eighty-five or whatever, <laughs> or eighty-five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I can't, I really can't think of anything. Um, I mean, I enjoy Pokemon having only beaten Red and Blue. Um, so maybe that'll change now with X and Y. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really, I mean, that's the thing is that a lot of people get hung up on like, oh, you need to beat this game to be a fan of it or whatever. You need to beat this game to actually play it. But I don't really feel that's the case. I mean, I feel totally fulfilled from the, the 20, 30 hours I played a Xenoblade. Um, if I had more time, yeah, of course, I'd go through that game and beat it. Yeah. But I put fucking 20, 30 hours into that game. I feel very, like, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, it would be optimal if I could beat it all, but <laughs> I'd rather play other games as opposed to spending 100 hours on one. Right. Yeah. No, I'm right. I mean, I beat Xenoblade, but I, I agree with you in, in that case, um, in just a general a general yeah. stance. It's like, you know, um, play as much of a game as you want to. Uh if, if you finish it, cool. Um, if you don't, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to another question here. Um, this one kind of spun off from a conversation on Twitter. Um, this was with, uh, her name's Natasha. And she, when I asked for questions for connectivity, um, I think she started off just like saying that she hates waiting in queue lines for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so to talk about that. But I've that never really... experienced that because I've never played it. Yeah. Before. So we spun the question into um, what kind of games do you like to play while waiting for something? So whether you're like on public transportation or you're just uh, waiting somewhere, maybe you've got like 20 minutes to kill before you're leaving for something. What, what's the kind of game you like to um, to play? Um, it used to be like stuff like Picross 3D or uh, the brand yeah. new Sudoku or Mario's mm-hmm. Picross. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know what my... Right now, I think I'm kind of in between games that I go to when I have a little bit of time to wait. Uh, usually, it's the Street Pass games at this point because, um, especially that these new Street Pass games are actually interesting. If I have some time to kill, I'll sit down and dump my play coins into uh, Monster Manor, check the the few Street Passes that I might have accrued. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of a, a game that I play when I wait for something else that that I do actively right now. I mean, definitely in the past, like Madden's a game like that. Um, that I usually play. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point about the Street Pass games because they are much more uh, substantial than Find Me and, you know, collecting puzzle pieces. I mean, yeah. really, if you've got 20 minutes to kill and you've got a couple Street Passes, um, you could easily... Coins. Yeah, it's a play coins, yeah. Those are helpful. Um, you could easily kill that 20 minutes in no time and probably not even get through all the games. I mean, depending, yeah. you know, especially if you do the flower one, which I hate, but that's neither here nor there. Um... <laughs> I find like Animal Crossing is really good for this, especially now on the 3DS and, and having it digitally. Um, it's I haven't played Animal Crossing in probably a couple of weeks, so I'm kind of cross that threshold. But I'm afraid to go back Same because I don't here. know. Yeah, well, I don't I, know what my town's going to look like. Was set up my town, so it was a beautiful town instead of the night. I, d- I did that too. I did that too. Um, so it's probably safe, but yeah, I, I'm like worried everyone already moved out. <laughs> 
Um, like last time, after I went back after like a week and a half, someone had moved out and it just yeah. de- made me depressed. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't gone back. But, but for a while, that was like my perfect, like, oh, I have nothing to do for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'll just kind of go catch some fish real quick and get some bells. Yeah, usually um, it's a puzzle game. Um, when I had my yeah. DSI, it was Dr. Mario Express. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. But yeah, but that's that, the thing, I, is there hasn't really been a good, solid new puzzle game on, a, on 3DS. Um, because a lot of the games that I've been playing on have been more substantial, so they're not really, you know, good for like a fifteen-minute play session. Just like kind of absentmindedly playing. Did you uh, Did you get into Puzzle Quest at all? No, no, I never did. Oh, I really? think I played. I think I re- I think I reviewed uh, years ago Neo Pets Puzzle Adventure. Okay. Which was like Puzzle Quest, but with a fellow. Okay. Um, but that was weird and super buggy. Oh. That was the biggest extent that I had with, uh, with Puzzle Quest. Well, Puzzle Quest was super buggy as well, um, but I loved it. That was my go-to game for a long time. Like, just jump on, you know, fight an enemy, fight a boss, whatever, yeah. um, and then keep going. That game was so great. Um, not, nothing's ever really happened. It kind of blew up, and then they did, like, the weird space sequel, and that's kind of disappeared. <laughs> um, it's a franchise I might, wouldn't mind, like, seeing come back on 3DS. Yeah, Galactrix, I think, was based off of, like, Hexic or something ridiculous. yeah. It was a little more, like, complex. Yeah. And I think they did a Puzzle Quest 2, didn't they? I believe Maybe? so. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I never played it, but Not that original one was great. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, I guess that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all I've got. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a good sentimental segment. We went over some okay. history and talked about some bullshit, so. I yeah, guess got, a, got a little drunk, it's always good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well here's here's to at least 50 more hopefully 100 and maybe even then some uh, so yeah uh, thanks for thanks for editing uh and basically putting this shit together every week after week after week scott yeah no problem thanks for like yeah. bending over backwards to be here when no one else will be i mean <laughs> especially now with your commute i mean it's it's crazy i can only imagine yeah um, you know, we were going to maybe have a, a wives of connectivity segment, but I, I don't think that's going to happen for this episode. I think, I think but that will happen eventually. Yes. And I can only imagine, I mean, we've been you talking know, about that. I think it's episode 50. Yeah. And I think that would be really good, but yeah. I mean, I can only imagine like even, you know, my wife gets a little kind of not like upset, but you know, it, it's kind of like, Oh, you're recording again tonight. And I can only yeah. imagine with you. I mean, you get home late and then <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, yeah, I got to spend like an hour and a half recording. Lauren's sitting in bed right now on her phone. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel she bad. She me but... the finger. Oh. <laughs> and then, now she's mad at me that I said that. Oh. Lauren, we love you, and, and, and thank God you for sharing. You. Thank you for sharing Neil with us. We appreciate Lauren it. Lauren just said everybody loves her, which is true. That Lauren, is true. I mean, let's also give credit where credit's due. Uh, Lauren has been an instrumental part to both of our panels at, at PAX East. That's true. Couldn't have done it without her. Yeah. Absolutely. And also putting up with uh, putting up with me freaking the fuck out on occasion. So yeah, that's gonna happen. That is a help. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, for uh, you know, you listening, uh, I don't think you guys quite realize that basically Scott is the reason why the show happens every week. Oh. Yeah, we've got we got Mike editing. Mike and Scott alternate editing, um, and a lot of other people are involved as well. But Scott Scott is the he is the captain to make sure shit works. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, I try. It's it's my baby. Like I said, I I enjoy the show. I mean, it's yeah. I do some writing on NWR, but it, it's my main contribution. Yeah. So I like to try to make sure. Podcast editor. That's true. Yeah. So you know, I like to make sure that it, it's up to snuff every week, and and uh, yeah, keep it going for 
for anyone who enjoys listening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to do it. All right. So. On that positive note, I think we should wrap up. All right. Well, thank you, Neil, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. No matter how many you've listened to, this is your first or your hundredth or your hundred and sixty ninth, if you've been yeah, listening that long. That's how many. And then, then if you include all like the the specials we've done, like I think we might have an E three special. We have those twenty, no twenty one, we top ten podcasts that we did. Yeah, which absolutely. was a dumb thing. Um, we'll talk about that <laughs> on one fifty. I guess it was, it was a really noble idea. And then as we started doing them, I realized I made a huge mistake. Yeah, it was it was a bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> But we got through it. We survived. So, awesome. All right. Well, that's it. We'll see you uh, for episode 101. Yep, yep. All right. Bye. What are we going to do, Leon? I hate to say it, but we're sandwiched, all right. Quick, in that cabin. Leon. Small world, eh? Well, I see that the president has equipped his daughter with ballistics, too. How rude. And I don't think there's any relevance with my figure and my standing. Who are you? Ho ho, excuse me, your highness. Perhaps the young lady might want to introduce herself first before asking someone his name? Her name's Ashley Graham, the president's daughter. Is she, well, you know... Don't worry, she's cool. Eh, never mind. There's supposed to be some obvious symptom before you turn into one of them anyway. (gasps) Look! Ashley, get upstairs! Okay, it's game time. My name is Zachary Miller. Uh, welcome to episode 100 of Connectivity. Um, we're doing a special Jeopardy with the RFN guys today. Uh, but first, let me introduce my lovely co-host, Scott. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking. Oh, my last name? Are you serious? It's on the screen in front of you. It, uh, no, it just says Scott. Scott Thompson. Bronson. Scott Bronson. <laughs> 100 episodes, ladies Scott, and gentlemen. Scott welcome. Johansson. Welcome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wow. I'm old today. Uh, and our contestants, Dr. Jonathan Metz. Hello. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I've listened to every one of them. Aw, um, what a sweetheart. Aw. Uh, James Jones. Hello. I have not. <laughs> and with us, as always, John Lindemann. Uh, I don't even listen to RFN episodes, so why start? <laughs> listening well, to yeah, well, I mean, John should, because he probably wasn't there for them. <laughs> yeah, I just, Jonathan makes you feel any better. The last time I was home, I wore my RFN uh, t-shirt and I went up to my dad and I said, do you know what this is? He's like, no. <laughs> uh, parents just don't understand. I don't know if you heard, but just a little thing we do <laughs> every week for the past five years, <laughs> at least. 90% of the people on this earth who know who I am know me because of this damn podcast that my dad has no <laughs> idea what it is. Why do you think I'm gone for hours every Thursday, Dad? 
All right, so it's Jeopardy. We all know how Jeopardy works. We've played it before. I think everyone on this show except John has played Jeopardy. It'll be a new experience for John. John, have you seen the show? I've watched it. <laughs> okay. John John is from the same homeland as Alex Trebek, so he has yeah. a natural evolutionary advantage. Not bad. Is there an Alex Trebek like museum or anything? Uh, actually, I don't think there is, but it, it would not surprise me. I think I think he would have to pass for that to happen. But it's I think like, I think there'll be a post mortem Alex Trebek museum somewhere. It's again. just like mustache clippings. That's it. <laughs> yes. Good. There'll be a small small booth. Yeah. Somewhere in Etobicoke. I think the Alex Trebek Presidential Game Host Library is going to be built using funds from Colonial Life Insurance. I was going to make that joke. So here are the categories for Single Jeopardy. Uh, Quotent of quotables. Drinks on me. Hardware hijinks. It's evolution, baby. Licensed games. And, of course, rated double D. I don't know. I don't know who won the toss here. So Scott, Shouldn't, who goes first? John should go first since he, he's never. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll take rated double D. Of course oh. you will. <laughs> For what you, you have one hundred, two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, or sixteen hundred. Um. <laughs> I'll take it for 100. Wait, this single Jeopardy goes all the way up to 1600? It does nowadays. Man, inflation has hit this show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so for 100 points. This Atlas published 3DS game featured Princess Solange Blanche, Blanche Floor. You enjoy Deleu, that. Whose royal garb is barely there. <laughs> Johnny. What is Princess Crown? Incorrect. No. Oh. Anyone else? Old ass Saturn game. Really? No. Oh my oh, gosh. Maybe James. <laughs> Code of Princess. Yep. Correct. Okay. So the board is yours, James. Uh, I'm gonna go with hardware hijinks for 100. Okay. Uh, this Metroid, this Metroid Prime pinball accessory is free. Thank God. <laughs> Johnny. What is the Nintendo DS Rumble Pack? Yes, sir. I'll take hardware hijinks for 200 or whatever the next lowest one is. <laughs> 200, yep. Uh, this color variant of the Nintendo Wii was sold exclusively at Walmart and Sam's Club on Black Friday in 2011. What is blue? Hmm. Blue Wii. Hundred bucks. I thought that was in the Endless Ocean Special Limited Edition bundle. That would have been kind of cool. Ah, uh, Johnny, the board remains yours. Uh, let's stay in hardware hijinks. The next highest value, please. All right, four hundred. <clears throat> in nineteen ninety-six, it was Time Magazine's Machine of the Year. <laughs> Johnny, what is the Nintendo sixty-four? Yes, sir. Uh, hardware hijinks, please. All right, it's the real name of the top-loading NES. James. The NES 2? Nope. John. The Famicom. No. It's a number, but I don't, I don't want to guess as to what the number is. Doot, doot, doot. It's the NES 101. Ah, I would never have guessed that. No, me neither. Well, no, because it's awful. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Let's stay in hardware hijinks, please. Okay, last one, 1600. This variant of the Game Boy Pocket, only available in Japan, 
was the first Nintendo handheld to feature a backlight. James. The Game Boy Pocket Light. Uh, I think he's right. Yeah, he's right. I'll give you that. It's it's the Game Boy Light. But it mm. was a Game Boy Pocket with a light. So I'll give I you protest. That. <laughs> <laughs> no judges here, apparently. No. no one to defer to. All right, let's do a quick scoring update now that we've knocked out our first category. Uh, so we've got Johnny plus with one. four. <laughs> well, yeah, plus one. So we've got Johnny with four hundred points. Uh, James saved himself with that one. He has jumped up to nine hundred points, and uh, John has fallen to negative eight hundred points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on his on what he thought would be the technicality, <laughs> the family <laughs> <home. laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so James, the board is yours. It's evolution, baby. All right. One hundred, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. This actually, this is my category, Zach. It is. Okay. <laughs> this bug fire Pokemon undergoes its first and only evolution at a whopping level fifty-nine. Oh shit! This, <laughs> this is man. This is so John's category. <laughs> if anyone. And I, I just want to warn you guys now: every single question is a Pokemon question, so be ready for that. Yeah, I figured that. But... <laughs> well, but like for the whole rest of the game. Well, no, for this yes. category. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you guys took out the only non-Pokemon questions. <laughs> All right, um, I guess no one. So, boop, boop, boop. Uh, it is the Larvesta, I, I guess is how you would say that. <laughs> That's the $100 <laughs> question? Jesus. I'm going to just jump straight to the highest value in that category. Let's just get it that over with. That might be the easiest one. one. All right, for 1,600 points. Shockingly... Which good good pun, Zach. Shockingly, it's the only other electric type Pokemon besides Pikachu that will evolve when exposed to the Thunderstone. <laughs> Johnny. What is Eevee? Incorrect. Eevee's not electric uh, by itself. Yeah, he's he'd be normal. What I love is like there's some dedicated Pokemon fans listening to this podcast and they just hate all or screaming right now. at it right now. They are they're enraged right now. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So boop boop boop. Uh, it is electric. What? What is Elec- electric? Electric. There's a Pokemon named Electric. Yep. It's from the latest games, the black and white. I just want to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, James, you want to continue on this category? Or? <laughs> oh, hell, let's just go down to the next one. Let's continue our failure rate. Sure, so now back to 200 points. This Pokemon's evolved form depends on its unseen personality value. And, Zach, you didn't actually write the question so, or the answer, so oh, I hope you know shit. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> This whole category? Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) It's the stupid little worm that evolves into Mothram um, or Cascoon. Help me out here. No one is is going to help you. Wormadan. 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 There's no help to be found here. And the funny thing is I knew that when I wrote the question and now I'm blanking. You could be making it up. I'm not going to call you on it. Yeah, I could be. All right. uh, Moving on (laughs) to 400. Sure. Okay. It is the only fossil-based Pokemon that does not evolve from its base form. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Uh, what, what is Aerodactyl? Oh. Okay. See it. Come on, James. <laughs> One more. <laughs> All right, let's, let's just finish it off. Depending on what kind of item it's holding when traded, this invertebrate Pokemon will evolve into one of two eel-like vertebrates. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're just making this shit up now, aren't you? <laughs> uh, boop, boop, boop. What is Clam Pearl? Yep. Clam Pearl. Darn. So yep. close. <laughs> that, was, that was an awesome category, guys. Good work. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Can we just start that category over again? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh! Let's go ahead and go license games for sixteen hundred because I hate everybody here. <laughs> sixteen, okay, wow. <clears throat> here we go. Uh, Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu hadn't even been cast when this Game Boy Advanced first-person shooter was released as a tie-in to a future film flop. Okay, go ahead, Johnny. Uh, what is Ballistic X versus Sever? Nope, that is the name of the console game. I'm going to be an ass and not give it to you. James? Is it just X versus Sever? Yes, sir. Sorry, Johnny. You should you should look up the box art, because it's clear they hadn't cast anybody. Perfect. All right, so let's, let's go down to whatever the hell the next step down is. Will you start? Oh, okay, so you want to go backwards. So I'm going to go points. down. I'm going to count down. This is okay. New Year's, this shit. All right. Though it never appeared during the game... This NES game's box featured a Triceraton prominently. Oh, you get the hell right out of here. <laughs> Nobody knows what a Triceraton um, is? All right, do-do-do, it's Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. Let's, let's just keep going down. Let's just... All right, 400. Oh, we're going down all right. <laughs> uh, you might save some money by purchasing this DS game which faithfully replicates Edward and Alphonse Elric's collectible card game. Really? All right. You don't do, have do, to do. mock us, Zach. <laughs> I'm sure it's got, it's a, I, I, I know the franchise, but I'm sure it's some dumb DS title pun. Cause no, it's X. incredibly straightforward, James. What is it? It's the Full Metal Alchemist trading card game. <laughs> Jesus. I know. <laughs> That's a thing? I reviewed Apparently. it for the site. It was pretty good. So now that we've descended into madness, let's just go ahead and try to get through the rest of this category. One of you will get this. If you don't, I don't know. It was the last game developed by Silicon Knights. Johnny. What is X-Men Destiny? <laughs> Correct. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. And you can't even spell my name right. Is that the end of that category? No, there's one more. 100 points. Hell, why not? <laughs> Do it. This has just gone so wrong. After releasing this Marvel-based open-world game to critical acclaim, Radical Entertainment went on to develop the mediocre prototype games. Johnny. What is Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Yes, sir. Let's, uh, real quick before we move on to a scoring update. Must we? <laughs> just for fun. Has it moved at all? Well, Johnny has certainly moved. Um, Johnny has dropped to negative 2,500. Um, James has the absolute value of that at 2,500. And John's just playing the slow game and is still at negative 800. I guess yeah, he just... I'm holding on a hold negative 800, buddy. <laughs> John's just going to refuse to buzz in and hope everybody drops to him. Yep. <laughs> John's just praying there's more Pokemon questions that someone will be stupid am. enough to answer. I'm hoping. He's looking through his red, red and blue uh, player's guide right now. All right. I'll, just put, I'll just put that away. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, the board is yours. Let's try drinks on me for... It's too late for that. Uh, <laughs> for 100. All right. Here we go. It's what Kirby downs to regain two units of energy. 
Johnny. What is tomato juice? Zach? No, tomato. Uh, tomato restores his full energy bar. Tomato uh, juice. The bottle <laughs> of tomato juice. It's a bottle, but I'm going to give it to you because this, <laughs> the name is retarded. Yeah, I like that you give this one to him, but not the one that literally like tanked his score. I know. I'm trying to keep <laughs> the game moving here. <laughs> what is this? It's pep brew, but I'll give it to you. What? Pep brew. I don't. I don't want your dirty, <laughs> pity points. <laughs> so congratulations on the worst episode 100 of any podcast ever. I'm glad we could be a part of it. Yeah, we we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, podcast at war coming up right after this. <laughs> Just give me the 200 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's gotten so bad you don't even know like the structure of the game anymore. <laughs> Just give me a million. Let's go to the ultimate round. What comes after 100? 101? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Super Mario Sunshine, Yoshi is powered by this. James. It's, it's fruit. Zach? Name of the category drinks on me. Fruit juice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Uh. This must be what it's like to play the Patriots. <laughs> oh let's go ahead and go to the end of that category because what the fuck not (laughs) okay if you need to heal from a status ailment in super mario rpg just chug this drink can i just walk away with my money now (laughs) i don't feel like this is gonna get any better it hasn't even been that long since i played it yeah oh shit all right boop 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 uh what is able juice uh, James, the board Let's is just keep working that category. <laughs> All right. For 800, Pikmin load up on this sugary substance to grow stronger. <laughs> Johnny. What is spicy nectar? Well, it's, just, it's just nectar, but yes. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. It's hot and spicy. <laughs> okay, um, we're up to the last one in that category, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Malin will give Link this calcium supplement in Ocarina of Time. James. Lawn lawn milk. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's it for that category. Oh, now I have to go look at the categories again. <laughs> yeah. All the way at the top. Well, you've got you've got a quotient of quotables. Well, that's not happening. That's not even a word. I know. Uh, <laughs> and then the rest of rated double D, I think that's it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right, let's go to quotient of quotables. Okay. <laughs> for 100? Yeah, sure. All right, I'll yes. look. So... Ex- exp- explain explain the rules to this okay, one. Okay, so. quote better than the other one. <laughs> I give you a a quote from a game. You don't tell me the character. You say the the game. Oh, we're so screwed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The game title. Gentlemen, hide your buzzers. One hundred behind D, Colonel. What's a Russian gunship doing here? Uh, I think that was John. Uh, I am going to go with. Snake. No, you need the game, not oh, the character. Well, the game was <laughs> Snake on Nokia phones is incorrect. That would be uh, Metal Gear Twin Snakes. Yes. Correct. You mean Metal Gear Solid, Ballistic, X versus Severed <laughs> Twin Snakes? Cart. <laughs> DS. Silicon Knights presents. Um, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, John, so you have control of the board for the first time since the game started. <laughs> okay, I will I will keep going in uh, quoted, quote, quoted of quotables. <laughs> Jesus. For 200, please. 200. Why, even the bananas have more frames and colors than I had in the entire game. James. <laughs> what is uh, Donkey, uh, Donkey Kong Country? Yes. <laughs> Johnny's puppies have distracted me. <laughs> I know, it's really unfortunate that read or listeners, I guess I should say, won't get to view Johnny's buzzing words. <laughs> They've been good. Uh let's go to the next one. Let's let's just keep keep from anything from the other category. <laughs> uh number four hundred. You cannot grasp the true form of Gygus's attack. John. Earthbound. Yes. So am I am I out of negative yet? Almost. <laughs> Keep going. We'll just score an update after I'm this killing, category. I'm killing like the $100 question. <laughs> yeah. You're probably beating me. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> You're killing Eight, me in bitterness, though. That's for sure. Uh, 800, John? Uh, yeah. Keep going, please. Okay. Now, let us put an end to that which binds us together. This mm. one is topical. <laughs> <laughs> like a topical solution? I know. <laughs> it's glue, mostly. You rub it on yourself. Um, <laughs> it's Wind Waker. What is the Wind Waker? Mm, I was thinking like maybe Ocarina. Oh yeah, that'd be one too. But I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's like the perfect slogan for a hemorrhoid cream. Now let's let us put an end <laughs> to that which binds us together. That's great. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, right, for let's, the, keep, let's keep on rolling the fail train. For the for the sixteen hundred question, I want you all to understand or, or think about games in this franchise. That have text. It's not going to help, but go at ahead. All. Oh, games okay. that have words in them. There's a category. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd be surprised. A lot of them don't. On Nintendo systems. Here we go. I am not resurrected through my own power. I am resurrected through human desire. Hopefully that clue helped you get that game. That's why I picked this quote. It's from a Castlevania game, Johnny. That's what I figured. Uh, but not the first one, because you hate that one. I just buzzed in, John. Hush it. It also, it also doesn't I'm gonna have say, text in uh, it. What is Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest? No. Oh, oh Johnny. <laughs> John. What is, what, is Cast, what is Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse? It doesn't have text nope. either. There's no text in Castlevania 2? It's an RPG. Or Castlevania 3? I don't think 2 has any text. Uh, it's probably text? one of the shitty N64 ones or whatever, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's Castlevania Judgment. It's, yeah. it's Rondo of Blood. Oh, uh, that's... Castlevania uh, 2 is full of bad... Tra- it's famously badly translated text all over it. Oh, let's let's go to the badly translated <laughs> category title for whatever the next one up is. All right, it's all you've got left is tits now. <laughs> um, but before we do that, let's do a scoring update. Uh, Johnny bravely attempted the sixteen hundred uh, point question there, which would have brought him up to zero, but instead dropped him to negative thirty two hundred. Uh, I'm very comfortable there. Yeah, James just seems content to like move in the complete opposite direction of Johnny because he now has thirty three hundred points, so just a little bit. More than the absolute value there. If I get I to double, get to Final Jeopardy as the only person in positives, <laughs> do I win by default? Yeah. Yes. We don't even bother. And then, uh, and then, John, you were so close. You got up to negative three hundred, mm-hmm. and then that last one dropped you to negative <laughs> negative nineteen hundred. So. Nice. 
It's going to take a few more 100 point questions, but I think you'll get there. Just, just how cavalier John is with that after not buzzing in for like three straight categories. <laughs> just 19 to go. 19 to go. I'll just keep telling myself that. All right, let's get on this, this, whatever. Well, appropriately for this category, would you like to start from the top or the bottom? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> let's go all the way to 1600 so we can all lose some money. Okay. Here we go. Thanks for the valiant efforts of this publisher, North American gamers will finally be able to play the bouncy fighting game Senran Kagura Burst in the fall of this year. Okay, there we go, James. Is it XC? That is correct. That's what I wanted to say, but I've been burned so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for 800 points. 2D sprites don't stop endless frontiers. Kaguya Nembu, I should have just given you this category, Zach, from almost bouncing ah. out of her uh, outfit in this recent 3DS crossover title. Johnny. What is Project Cross Zone? Correct. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I'm doing it. I just, <sighs> I just ignore that that character exists. For a lot of reasons, actually. <laughs> I guess let's go with the next one, please. Well, that's all there is. Uh, it's the name of Shantae's swashbuckling arch nemesis. Fuck. <laughs> Who is Risky Boots? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Johnny's gonna come storming back in the tits category. <laughs> All right, one more to go before we uh, close out the round here. So, this famous Dead or Alive fighter appeared as downloadable content for the Wii U's Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. Johnny. <laughs> what is, who is Kasumi? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, son. You know your tits in video games. <laughs> Apparently, I know it better than all these other categories that we've to, had. To be fair, I don't think we needed the modifier at the end there in video games. I trust Johnny is just sort of all yeah, around. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. She's just an all-around tit guy. A man of the tits. Yep. So that is it for the first round. Man Johnny has tits. stormed to second place with negative 1,800. <laughs> <laughs> James has continued just to win, I guess, as he does, with 4,900. And John has gone back to turtling for a defense and still sits at negative 1,900. <laughs> It's the best strategy. It's the neutral zone trap. <laughs> it's okay, John. We're neck and neck down in the guillotine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See, at this point, I just might just not buzz in for the rest of the game. Well, well uh, questions are worth a lot of points now, so that lead might evaporate, assuming there's not Pokemon questions. <laughs> that's that's but... a good reason not to buzz in, actually. Um, so here are the categories for this round. Zach, if you want to copy and paste them, I'll read them. Uh, so for Double Jeopardy, we have Nintendo, Worlds of Fun, Personal Ads, Lofty Games, Dancing with the Stars, and Box Art for the Layman. Oh, um, God. James, uh, or no, Johnny, you got the last one, so the uh, board is yours. I w- I'm going to go with, uh, for, some, for some reason, I'm drawn to Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Lord. What are, what are the point values? 2, 4, 8, 16, and 2,000. Oh, fuck. So, Zach, this, this category is yours, then. Okay. For 200. It was the first DDR game to be released on a Nintendo console outside of Japan. James. A Dance Dance Revolution Mario mix. Yup. Nicely done. See, after that brutal first round, I'm calming it down for the second one. Let's, let's go box art for the layman. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, for what point value? 2,000. 2,000. Oh, okay. All right. A man in yellow and blue crouches down carefully, armed with a handgun, and set against a dystopian backdrop. Johnny. 
What is Mega Man? Correct. Oh, I'm in the black, baby. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I was looking for it, too. I was like, this one's going to bring me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, let's go back to Dancing with the Stars for 400. All right. Dancing results in warps, transformations, and earning money in this Game Boy Color game. Johnny. What is Shantae? Yes, sir. Uh, same category, please. Next one down the line. All right. Dance all you like. It will just get the attention of the god you happen to worship, and then you'll be eaten. It's not a game. It's just a general statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, wow. Nobody. Uh, doot, doot, doot. Primal Rage, gentlemen. There's your Primal these are very, Rage These question. are very... Very uh, slanted towards Zach Miller's tastes in games. Yeah, let's let's remember the I audience. The You're the only person I've ever met who actually likes Primal Rage, so that's... Uh... Oh. Hey, hey, John, when I played P- Primal Rage when I was eight, I only greatly hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Same category, please. Same category. 1600. Theater Rhythm fans should recognize Waltz for the Moon from this Final Fantasy game. Johnny. <laughs> what is Final Fantasy IV? No. Slash Final Fantasy 2 in America. Nope. Dude, 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 it has Squall in it. Oh, God, it's eight? Uh, I, I, I resigned from the show now. We've, we've started referencing Final Fantasy 8 in Nintendo trivia. Isn't it that well-known uh, cutscene where they're, like, dancing? Like, the, yep. ball, the ballroom scene? Yeah. Yep. That, well, that well-known cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's what I wanted, ballrooms. Hey, that game killed the Dreamcast, so... <laughs> if that's the thing that killed the Dreamcast, it was very fast. They, uh, they came out on the same day. Nine nine oh, ninety nine. Nice. Alright, 2000, finishing this off. This game features the Subrosian Dance Hall, in which you must move with the other dancers in concert. Winning nets you the boomerang. Oracle of Seasons, gentlemen. Mm. I thought you were going to say Primal Rage 2. <laughs> <laughs> that never came out, man. All right, Johnny, board is yours, sir. Ugh, that was brutal. Um, let's go with Nintendo. Maybe I can fight my way back. <laughs> this, one, this, one, this is what I'm banking on. I, adios mio. Despite not appearing on a Nintendo system, this luchador-themed platformer takes a lot of inspiration from Nintendo games. Johnny. What is Guacamelee? Correct. Damn. Same category, please. 400. Microsoft made fans simultaneously cheer and groan with the announcement uh, that the revival of this famous fighting franchise would be free to play. <laughs> James. Killer Instinct. Correct. Uh, let's continue. Alright. Having already conquered this game on GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Wii, it only makes sense to rebuy it on the PSN now that it has HD graphics, right? That could be so many things. <laughs> yeah. Um... Could it? Um, all right. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I let you guys all erased it at the same time. Um, <laughs> what is Resident Evil 4? Mm. Oh, God. Really? All right. Uh, let's, let's continue down this trail of tears. All right. <laughs> One of Gaming's most familiar icons was reimagined, reimagined as, clever, as a clever bow hunter in this early 2013 release. James. Uh, what is Turok? Ooh, incorrect. We got a Turok game this year, and I didn't know it. Johnny. It's that other dinosaur hunter. Who is... What is Tomb Raider? Correct. Uh, you want to finish this category off? Uh, yes, please. All right. For 2000, 
A glitch in Namco Bandai's online pre-order system caused the special edition of this PS3 game to be massively oversold, resulting in mass cancellation and lots of consumer anger. Uh, Johnny. What is Nino Kuni? Correct. I finally, I, I think there's maybe some, like, conspiracy stuff going on here, because, like, most of the answers have been questions that, like, or most of the answers have been games I know Johnny has been playing recently, like Shantae, Nino Kuni. Resident Evil 4. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, let me do a scoring update, because things have gotten interesting for two of our three participants. Uh, Johnny has moved up to 2,800. Uh, like, plus 2,800? Yes, yes. That is right. What? Well, you got a 1600 and a 2000 right in a row, so that helps. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> James has dropped to 3900 after abandoning his turtle strategy. Yeah. And John, still sticking with the turtle strategy, is at <laughs> negative 1900. John has literally refused to buzz in. John's, <laughs> John's going to come back in Final Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. About 19,000. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, Johnny, the board is yours. Um, Let's go with... Lofty games. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Zach. Is that me? Okay, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Okay, it was Game Loft's DSiWare take on the Pokemon series. Oh, you get the fuck out! <laughs> is is this a whole category of Game Loft? <laughs> I don't want to say it's not. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to be creative with my categories here. They can't I don't want to say it's Mario not, World. Uh... And... Alright, I'm thinking back to when I did DSI, where is it Crystal Monsters? It is! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh my god! Known in the West as Chrismon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I give up. Beautiful. I'm gonna take my negative 1900 and run. Alright, let's go to the next one, because obviously Gameloft is my, is my real house. Okay, Gameloft was founded by... Fuck. M- Michael Michel Guimot, one of the co-founders and owners of this regarded publisher. James. Ubisoft. Yep. Oh, let's just keep on rolling, because obviously Gameloft is where I'm going to make my Skrilla. You're getting these, man. All right. Somehow Gameloft managed to not screw up this HD remake of this groovy 94 platformer for PS3 and Xbox 360. Wait, they make HD games? They made one. Johnny. What is Toe Jam and Earl? No. Boy, that would have been cool. No, it's a groovy game. No, no. No? No, no helping like that. <laughs> I, don't get to, I don't get to guess? No, that was too obvious. I mean, if you want All to right. for fun, but... Yeah, oh, it's, is it Earthworm Jim? Yeah. Yep. Uh, damn it. I didn't even think about it from the groovy. I'm like, wait... Uh, so 1600 sure alright All right. this 2008 DS game is notable given the franchise it's a part of that does not take place in the Animus wait is this not a game loft game <laughs> it is actually <laughs> James <laughs> is it Assassin's Creed do I have to keep going yes yep uh, I think it's Altair Chronicles. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah that's right. Oh James is lighting up the game. You're such a savant. Category. You're such an idiot savant. <laughs> Did I mention I own stock in GameLoft? Let's let's just finish it off. All right. GameLoft developed this poorly received racing game for the 3DS launch. 
<laughs> Johnny. What is asphalt? Sure. Oh, Zach sure. was feeling generous. <laughs> what? Sure. It's asphalt 3D. You are lucky. <laughs> Whatever. Just asses everywhere. I thought oh, for sure you going to bust your balls on that again. That was dramatic. Um, <laughs> I guess let's try a Worlds of Fun. Oh, we don't get a score update? Come on. You want the score update? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, score update. Johnny is at 4,000 points, thanks to Woo-hoo. that last one. Uh, James is at 6,100. And John is at negative 1,900. <laughs> Still. John, I insist you buzz in on the next question. I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to pounce. I'm biding my time. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, don't you tell me how to play this game, right? Um, so, 200 for World of Fun, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, go, go ahead, Zach, you take Okay. Locations in this world include the Forest of Illusion, Butterbridge, and the Vanilla Dome. <laughs> whoop, whoop, Johnny. What is Super Mario World? Yeah. Uh, 400, please. This physics-based puzzle game for WiiWare asks players to manipulate blobs to travel from point A to point B. Johnny. What is World of Goo? Yup. Uh, 800, please. Uh, this cinematic <clears throat> Super Nintendo platformer puts you in the shoes of Lester Chaikin as he and an alien escapee traverse a dangerous world. Oh my god, John. <laughs> Avoid his blob. No, no. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's what is out of this world. Oh, fuck! Remember that game? Let's stay with, uh, what is it? 1200, 1600, whatever. 16, yeah, whatever. As, uh, as Nico Scubraba, you must compete in the Reaper games in this often praised DSRPG. <laughs> Shanghai Index James. The world ends with you. Yep. Oh, the Reaper games. That's right. Yeah. Not the Hunger Games, Johnny. I knew I'd heard that somewhere. Let's go for 2,000, because why not? Ride the dorsal fin of a whale shark in this Maritime Wii sequel. I think that was James. Uh, (laughs) uh, Endless Ocean Blue World. Yep. Oh, what, what categories are left? There are personal ads and... Most of box art for the layman. Box art for the layman for whatever. Well, you already did, you already did 2,000. All right, we'll go backwards since you like to do that. So for 1,600, a farm is visible in the background while a sad-looking chicken sits under crosshairs. James. Chicken shoot. Correct. Shit. Oh, uh, let's go down the next step. Um, so for, for 800, a man clad in blue and red clothing performs a brank dancing move seemingly beyond his flexibility. Johnny. What is the aforementioned Dance Dance Revolution Mario mix? Yeah, this is what happens when we write these categories like separately. <laughs> don't, don't compare them. I want to point out that never in the history of the world have two people independently referenced that game in the same conversation. That's probably yeah. true. We did it last Jeopardy game, too. I can't remember what game it was, but it was something really obscure, and we, we both referenced yeah, well, it. It was Space Station uh, Silicon Valley. It was, yeah. <laughs> we both wrote Space Station questions. Uh, so, Johnny, you want to keep going on that one? Let's keep going backwards down the number line. All right. So for 400, a futuristic landscape at sunset. A hovering car flies along the road while another floats overhead. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, it is F-Zero. Hmm. F-Zero. Yeah. All right. You want to kill it off? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the, the category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game. Uh, so for 200, four giant turtles break through a brick wall on skateboards. Uh. Really? The question is which one? Yeah. Yeah. There's too many. Yeah. All right. Boop, boop, boop. That is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Exactly. Yeah. The one I would have never guessed in a million billion years. I think that's the only one when they're on like, skateboards. It is. I was like it... Turtles in Time or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's do a scoring update before we move to our last category. Uh, Johnny has 5,400. A respectable score. Uh, James has 113,000. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? How did he order, jump in order of magnitude? I don't think, I don't think he meant, I don't think he meant 100,000. I think he meant 10,000. You said 100,000. Check your <laughs> like math, you. bro. No, wait, wait. I admit you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Even the person who you gave 100,000 points to is like, yeah, that's probably not right. <laughs> We, we would have we would have figured it out eventually. Okay. After I'd already done a victory dance and then bought another house, I would have take I would have figured it out. Okay. Not so, if yeah. only you'd done that for John. <laughs> That's my yeah right. Yeah exactly. Negative twenty seven million. Um, so, <laughs> so okay. So my bad. So James is at eleven thousand three hundred. Okay. Dropped to zero. And uh, John is at negative twenty seven hundred. <laughs> yeah. John just. I'm playing uh, conservatively, but I'm still in it. <laughs> literally, John is still in the game. I would say there's plenty of time to get back into it, but that's that's not really true. <laughs> that's <laughs> not true. John, John, you should you're, you're playing for honor. I I don't know about that. Uh, okay, so this is this is personal ads. I'm going to uh, read you sort of a description of someone, and you have to tell me who it is. It's their um, personal I've, ad. Yes. So, I don't know who had it. Johnny, did you get I, the last one? I, yeah, I think it was it, me. It doesn't matter. It's Let's the last go with 200. one. We'll just do it in order. Okay. Single white female in constant need of rescue. I enjoy long walks on the beach and hanging out with my toads. Maybe I'll bake you a cake. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to John. Princess Peach. <laughs> Correct. Listen, James. You guys Bullshit. all buzz in at the same Bullshit, time. Bullshit, man. Give the guy a chance. <laughs> just give me the... It's like the easiest question all night. Yeah. Just give it to me. All right. So for 400, single white females seek space-faring adventurer who can get through my armor. Have been told I'm robotic, but that's probably because my right arm is a cannon. <laughs> uh, James. <laughs> Samus Aaron. Correct. <laughs> Listen, you can't be mad at me. I almost gave you 100,000 points. <laughs> <laughs> but then you took them away. That's true. You could have stuck to your gun. <laughs> Um, so for 800, uh, single white males struggling with ener- with emerging psychic, uh, single white male is struggling with emerging psychic powers, seeking a friend for the end of the universe, or at least a lengthy session of power praying to avert it. Wow. Johnny. Who, who is Ness? Yeah, correct. Um, okay. For 1600, John, I want your finger on the buzzer, okay? I got it, buddy. All right. Because <laughs> you're going to need some of these. Single white male looking for a woman who can appreciate a good fart joke. I'm a little overweight, but I own my own game development company, and I'm filthy rich. John. Wario. <laughs> Correct. Yeah! Nice. Appreciated. <laughs> All right. The final question for 2,000 points. Oh, okay. Single inverse some letters. Single black male. Looking for a jogging buddy and maybe more. I'm very in shape and can avoid a wide variety of ever more ridiculous obstacles. You can hang out with my good friends. Johnny. Who is Doc Lewis? Incorrect. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I... he said he's in good shape. So that was I was. Oh wait. Ooh. Let me read it again, just for fun, <laughs> and to maybe get John in the game. Single black male looking for a jogging buddy and maybe more. I'm very in shape and can avoid a wide variety of ever more ridiculous obstacles. You can hang out with my good friends. We know Doc Willis doesn't have any friends. <laughs> All right. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, who is Commander Video from the Runner series? Oh, wow. he's... okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's check the scores. <laughs> before... That's right, James. Before we, uh, Go on to Final Jeopardy here with two of our three contestants. I guess John, John I wonder who. I think we should let John in just, just to let just him Just let in. me in out of pity. I'll say it. I'll accept it. John's going to bet negative money and then attempt to tank and then manage to get it correct. All right. So here we go. So Johnny is at 4,200. James is at 11,700. Got it right. And John climbed back up to negative 900. Um, Sweet. It's respectable <laughs> for someone who doesn't respect themselves. So, John, John, so it, you, John finished with a high score of zero. I just want everyone to know. So you said it was it was forty four hundred and eleven thousand seven hundred. No, forty two hundred and eleven thousand seven hundred. I'm aware of what that means. James. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make sure I don't fuck this up. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hard. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll bet that. Oh, fuck, I went too much. So what we'll do is just for fun, because it's not going to matter. John, let's pretend that negative's not there, and you have 900 points to work with. All right. I go. like that. Like <laughs> bet it. none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your answer, zero, and the answer is turtle. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, to the bank of Thompson, I can tell you that. <laughs> So. A little bit, little bit loose with the numbers. I like it. I like it. I like your style, yeah. Thompson. Sometimes, sometimes you lose a question. Sometimes you have a hundred thousand in your bank account. You hey, never know. Yeah. I like it. Shouldn't have had this beer before we recorded. Um, Scott's all about the credit default swap. That's true. <laughs> uh, if you've only had one, you're probably the most sober person here, <laughs> based on the proceedings. That's a good point. Uh, so Zach, why don't you read the category, and then after that, um, everyone can send me privately in the chat their um, their wager. Not in this chat them. though, in a different chat. Yeah, in private chat, since it's going to be so competitive. So Zach, what is the category for Final Jeopardy? The category is Wii Virtual Console. Ooh, my specialty. It's <laughs> like game off. So uh, yeah, everyone in the private chat, just send me uh, send me your wager. Okay. So am I? Okay, there it is. Good. All right. So, Zach is going to read the question, and then after that, you will have 30 seconds to send me your answer in the same private chat you just sent me your score. Um, so, Zach, go ahead with the question. All right. Due to issues with the brand changing hands, this maligned NES game was discontinued on January 26, 2012. start with our contestant with the lowest score. Um, uh, so John wagered all 900 points, yeah, and he nice. put Sonic whatever with a W in there to emphasize how little he cared about answering that question. Uh, and of course...
course, Sonic whatever is not the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's close. I want that it's on close. a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic whatever, <laughs> whatever. Dropping John to where he started with a respectable zero points. Hey, it's like it's like a homecoming. <laughs> there you go. You broke even. That's not so bad. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, so next we had Johnny, who wagered all of the points, and his answer was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is correct. The uh, the NES Ninja Turtles game was indeed removed, uh, but still playable by anyone who had already purchased and downloaded it. I came to play, baby. <laughs> So then we had James Jones, who wagered, <laughs> smartly I will say, 3,000 points. Uh, his answer was SimCity, with a question mark, uh, which is incorrect, but that only drops him to 8,700 points, leaving him the winner by a narrow margin. So wow. congratulations, James Jones. Congratulations, I'm gonna, James. I'm going to go ahead and, and thank all my homies over at Gameloft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are a very stiff competitor, sir. You were, you were texting them uh, each question, weren't you? So that will do it. Uh, Johnny, James, John, thank you for being here. Thank you yeah, for man. celebrating episode 100 of Connectivity with a, another rousing game of, of Jeopardy. <laughs> it's never not oh. boring. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's never boring. <laughs> it's never not boring. It's never not boring. <laughs> it's never effectual either, but that's beside the point. Uh, I think I normally you're supposed to bring the winner back, but I think I'd like to keep bringing John back until he until he settles in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so John will never miss an episode of Jeopardy. Uh, I will accept pity, absolutely. <laughs> John starts the game with the handicap of ten thousand. I'll, I'll accept the like pity that victory. That's, that's fine. That's well, fine. With John's scores, I'll do my James Jones math and make sure he's got the uh, extra leg up. Uh, so you'll give him a yep. negative hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, I'll take all the help I can get. Hey, thank oh. you guys for having us on and. Uh, for you know, writing all these horrible questions and <laughs> letting us be a part of your big milestone, and I really, I really do want to say congratulations. Well, thank you, you job, guys. We appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Game loft in the house. Been a long time, comrade. Browser. Died in that crash two years ago. Is that what they told you? You're the one who kidnapped Ashley. Catch on quick. That's expected. After all, both you and I know where we come from. What do you want? The sample Sadler developed. That's all. Leave Ashley out of this. Oh, I needed her to buy Sadler's trust in me. Like you, I'm an American. You got her involved just for that? All for Umbrella's sake. Umbrella? I almost let it slip. Enough talk. Die, comrade. Ada! Well, if it isn't the bitch in the red dress... It looks like we have the upper hand here. You may be able to prolong your life. It's not like you can escape your inevitable death, is it? You... knew each other? More or less. Maybe it's time you told me the reason you're here. Maybe some other time.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed episode 100 of Connectivity. Thanks again to all of our listeners for supporting the show over the years. Thanks for your listener mail. We love it. Please keep sending it to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and please keep rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. Just, I can't say thank you enough. Uh, We love doing this show, and we love that you guys love listening to it. So, uh, thanks. Come on, let's go home. Sounds like a great idea. Mission accomplished, right, Leon? Not quite. I still have to get you home safe. So, after you take me to my place, how about we do some... overtime? Huh. Sorry. I knew you were going to say that, but it doesn't hurt to ask, you know? So, who was that woman anyway? Why do you ask? Come on, tell me. He's like a part of me I can't let go. Let's leave it at that. Four, three, two, one. I'm Hello, everyone. Sad. It didn't even show up on the, the... Let's do it again. Did you no, have an sorry. impotent clap sack? It was, it, it was a little too early. Yeah, premature. This has never <laughs> happened to me before. <laughs> I swear, you guys. All right, I'll do it again. All right. <laughs>